Hey everyone, welcome to Smash Trivia. I'm your host, Smash Trivia John. You can find me on Twitter, Facebook, YouTube, Twitch, and Instagram by searching Smash Trivia to follow everything happening with me. I'll be the one with the big old green head in the profile picture. I'm so excited to get into this. This is the Gamma Analysis. Basically, in this series, I'm going to review everything Hulk, all the movies and TV shows, and maybe at some point I could get into the comics, but that's while off. Maybe, as I may be starting a Patreon soon, which I may do some comic content on there. Uh, so keep on the lookout for that. Hope you enjoy. Smash Trivia presents the Gamma Analysis. I want to ask everyone uh, listening if they could do, please do something for me. Please share the hell out of this podcast with all your friends. Because I really want to get the Gamma Analysis to be big enough that by the time She-Hulk comes out, maybe I could become press and either get the first episode early or be invited to the premiere. Or even just get one of the press goodie bags. Guys, and I'm actually a two days from when I'm recording this, I will be a, a emailing someone about possibly getting the a, a press for She Hawk. So, uh oh, please, uh oh, uh, please. Oh, uh, please wish me luck, uh, uh once this episode comes out. So, good luck. Uh, <laughs> Though it'll, uh, uh, though it'll have already happened by, uh, happened by, by the time this the episode comes out, uh, out, I don't know whether I'll have got a response by that or not. Um, so, uh-oh. For this episode, we're going to review The Incredible Hulk 77 Season 2, Episode 1. It is finally back. And as the uh, end, our co-host today is Keith, aka Keith Sketches, aka Film Critter with a K. How are you doing, Keith? Hello, hello. I'm doing well. How are you doing, John? I'm doing good. Nice. All right. So the uh, oh, my trivia question for, for you today. All right. This one uh, on it'll be a shame if you don't uh, uh, get it right. All right. What was the name? <laughs> what was the name of the school that David worked at in the pilot episode? Uh, it's, <laughs> it's literally mentioned in the this episode. It's mentioned in this one. Yes. Oh shit. Um, <laughs> oh man, I'm not good with like if I don't if I'm not going to the school that I usually don't remember the name of it, which I mean might sound kind of shallow. But it's like I only got so much room up here in this brain for uh, so many, so many names and so many things. But uh, yeah, uh, let's say um, John Hops- Hopkins uh, University of Paleontology. No, um, let's Sh- 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 Schrodinger Schrodinger School of Psychiatric <laughs> Institute. Uh, oh, there you go. All right, well, I will give the answer. All right, later in the episode. I know I'm close. I know I'm close. <laughs> Uh, and as I always say hey, before wa- uh, listening to this, please watch the episode before you listen because uh, uh, this is a commentary on the episode, so it may not make a lot of sense if you uh, if you have not uh, uh, watched the episode before do uh, listening to this podcast. And the podcast I want to shout out this week is Crossover Collision. It's a really cool podcast where they set up a battle between two comic characters every episode. 
and they put a ton of research into it to make it, it could be very accurate to what would actually happen if they if the two characters would uh, would fight. Uh, I I listened to their episode on Deadpool versus the Batman who laughs, and it was Ooh. fantastic. I highly recommend them. That sounds like a really cool idea. The Bat. I just yeah. recently learned about the Batman who laughs, uh, and that he sounds oh, like yeah. everybody's new favorite Batman. Yeah, he it, like uh, it's really interesting idea. A Joker version of the Batman, who's uh, who is like even more terrifying than pro- most villains are are, are yeah. I would say probably. Yeah, I just started and, like, following them on him Twitter. Versus so. uh, uh, having him versus Deadpool is probably like one of the best ideas that I could ever think of for a battle between two characters. Hell yeah, I'm game. I love to even just any crossover between DC and Marvel. I'm excited for uh, oh, yeah. some, the craziest of the crazies uh-huh. uh, from each side. That's awesome. All right. So uh, uh, let's get into this review. This episode is titled Married. Aww. So, yeah. <laughs> and, you know, it really uh, felt good hearing that intro after so long of not doing these reviews. It's such a great intro. 100%. It's a nice, like, it's a nice tone setter. It gets you right back into not only the 70s, but also just the the tone of kind of half serious, half silly, super melodramatic at times, uh, Hulk craziness, oh, yeah. um, which, you know, it, 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 it was a comfort blanket for me as well to, to go in and be watching the Hulk. T- I watched it today. I'm not going to lie. I watched it this morning. I started it at uh, 10 a.m. Uh, my fiance had a video interview and uh, she had just wrapped up uh, that. And then the living room was mine. So I said, Look, <laughs> I got to watch the Hulk. She's like, OK. Um, and she had no idea what was going on. But I said, look, I'll be honest. Wait, this is a great episode. I mean, hey, she, uh, hey, hey, she's probably able to enjoy it, at least for that uh, uh, for that cake. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> cake and eat it too. And she she basically like I think she t- tuned out about 20 minutes in. She's like, I don't know what's going on. She put her headphones in. I was like, you know what? That's fine. This is for me. <laughs> this is okay. I mean, this is probably one of the uh of the episodes where you very much more need to know what's going on with <laughs> yeah. the series uh is oh, yeah. to watch. Versus most episodes are not like that. Agreed. Yeah. When I, I wasn't quite quick enough to uh, avoid the pre-cap instead of the recap. I hate that they tell you what's going to happen before it happens. I did not know that was a thing with TV shows, but they're like, stay tuned. You might miss this exciting stuff. But I, I couldn't jump ahead quick enough. I actually and don't... I saw like, what the hell's going on? He's getting married? What? Yeah, it was uh was weird. I actually I think I've uh, I'd I either uh, I I think the uh, the version I had of the episode uh, oh, I actually didn't have that uh, uh, <gasps> that, re- that recap uh, for or the first time ever. Uh, or oh wow! Watch it. You must yeah, have a I didn't, copy. Yeah. Yeah. Lucky duck. <laughs> but that's okay. So, it wasn't that hard to to avoid. I, I skipped about two minutes in, and then I was suddenly into that uh, that beautiful opener uh, narration and so. What, was there any like uh, a funny uh, funny things with that uh, uh the, the like oh with that intro thing a uh, hey, since like the, the I know we had I know we've had like before uh, one time where like they tried to make it out to seem like uh like 
the hawk is stealing people's babies uh, with any <laughs> interesting things like that that different think, from what the actual episode showed i think what i ended up seeing in the recap or the precap was okay he's with a woman who's apparently his wife i think they show like a five seconds of their marriage sorry for my neighbors they're very loud in the parking lot i don't know if you can hear them i was thinking like it was a tv going on in the background it's it's basically i, I podcast right next to the window and i either have mm. to run the air conditioner which is way too loud or crack that window so we're getting yeah. a nice breeze here now um so the, the precap had a marriage and a, a hulk in the desert in a cage and i was like i have no clue what's going on i don't know how he got to this cage after being in what looked like hawaii uh yeah it was very confusing but i was like i don't want to know i don't want to know yeah. um but i was very the the strangeness of the precap did not uh ruin my experience so yeah so uh, uh as we start this episode we see david bear who is now in honolulu hawaii coming to a psychiatric institute and talking to the receptionist to try and meet a Dr. Caroline Fields. Is it Caroline the, or Carolyn? Um, I I thought Caroline, but it may be Carolyn. <laughs> they, they shout Carol like halfway through the episode so much that I was just like, are they saying her full name now? Or are they just, is it short? Is Carol short now? But anyways, yeah. yeah. Anyway, Dr. Uh, Fields. Yeah, I... Uh, I, even though they uh, they um started like halfway through the episode, just calling her Carol. I uh, uh, Errol, I just kept it uh, up with all, for all my notes, just saying Caroline uh, I the whole time, so just to uh, uh, make it seem more yeah. Uh, uh, yeah, that's fair. Fluent, yeah, that's fair. And Carol, oh. Carol is played by. I'm just going to call her Carol now, just to be be careful. Um, <laughs> she is played by Mariette Hartley. Um, okay. who had been in uh, quite a few uh, westerns actually in uh, TV shows and movies and okay. uh, that comes in as a little little teaser later or a little uh, little easter egg later on in the episode yeah so uh, um, the reception asked is asked if he's a patient of hers and he says not yet then she tells him that she's not taking any new patients right now, that she's actually leaving today for an extended sabbatical. Well, David asks, but I thought she was the head of the Institute. Uh, uh, she responds, yes, but Dr. Maxwell is taking over in her absence. But David doesn't want a, an appointment with him. Yeah, that guy sucks. <laughs> You know if David's going to have his choosing of who he's going to talk to, an attractive woman or a guy named Dr. Maxwell who he's never heard of. He's going to pick the attractive woman every yeah. time. He's a ladies' man first, uh, scholar second. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> uh, at this moment, uh, and David overhears there's Dr. Maxwell in the room asking Dr. Caroline uh, if there's, a, there's anything she needs. Is she says no that the university set up a great lab, uh, lab and that she's got to do the rest alone. They say their goodbyes, and then and David asks that's uh, asks the receptionist if that's Doctor Fields, and and then runs after uh, her Caroline. Uh, and after her, uh, at much to the receptionist's annoyance. <laughs> 
Yeah, she she's worried she's getting fired that day. She's like, <laughs> ah, shit, I didn't. Uh, I need security. Yeah. <laughs> so but she's very he's very persistent with her, and I think the more desperate that David gets, the more it yeah. shows like he does not care. He's going to stalk. Oh, yeah. He's going to stalk people. He's going to get his answers. He's going yeah. to push himself into their lives. <laughs> yeah, thank you. There are definitely some moments in this episode where I'm like, this is kind of creepy, David. This is yeah, really kind of creepy. Why are why are you in her shrubberies right now? Why are you why are you <laughs> why are you going around the side of someone's house? Yeah, uh, yeah. all right. So, uh, uh, outside, David catches up to her and introduces himself as David Benton. He tells tells uh, her. Um, I know you aren't taking patients right now, but I really need your help. Up and uh, he tells her a bit about his uh, his condition and how he's try- uh, he tried to treat it so far. And he says, I came to you mainly because of your use of hypnosis. And she tried, uh, I was saying that, that he can make an appointment with someone at the Institute. Uh, and he uh, uh, says that he would like, uh, I uh, that would be like going to one of Michelangelo's apprentices that he really needs her. Nice. Nice line. Well <laughs> uh, it, she explains how she's leaving for quite a while and that if you have a severe personal problem, you ought to understand when someone else has one. Which was a smart line, I thought. I was like, if you can't empathize with her... And and then we find out that her her problem is absolutely compar- comparable because she's oh, yeah. freaking dying. So yeah. yeah, definitely. You know, like uh, um, in the same uh, and Caroline mentions, uh, she's like, I oh, our apprentices are really good at their jobs, which <laughs> th- some later stuff in the episode it kind of begs to differ uh, with that. <laughs> oh really? I want to hear about this. <laughs> uh, but, uh, I look forward to it to that later. But uh, um, so uh, David responds, "If you only knew how hard it was to get to Hawaii to see you," and um, she hilariously asks, "You swim?" <laughs> and I did, I David did like that says, one. "Almost." <laughs> but she, she says. says uh, he says something like, if you could just take some time to hear me out. And then she says, time is the one thing I don't have. Yeah. I was like, slam dunk, Dr. Fields. I like that a lot. This, this is yeah. a very well-written episode for dialogue. I really like it. Yeah. Um, so uh, uh, after she uh, uh, says that, she drives off and uh, off. And I, I wrote that uh, I wrote at, at the time, let's see if we know that that's obviously the case now, but I, I wrote that I expect that uh, she's our love interest this episode. She very much fits the box that the uh, majority of love interest were in the uh, throughout the show. Oh yeah, she's basically like Dr. Elena Marks uh, 2.0 in some ways, but uh, I can't say that quite definitively yet. I, I, I don't think she overtakes. I don't think she wins that battle. We'll, we'll see. So um we see her drive to a house on a hill which uh and she walks inside this is her home um and she accidentally knocks her purse onto a plant crushing it and she uh she picks up a leaf from it that's half brown 
and has has a slightly sad but still a smile look on her face. <laughs> uh, I I don't know what that was all about because they didn't because uh, that wasn't something that was brought up later. Or something that having to be something having to do with that flower or maybe um, it's because she plant. sees the flower the plant dying and she's like I relate. It's like yeah. you and me both plant. I don't know. I was thinking maybe that she could just relate to maybe. that plant. Yeah, I, don't know. I, I just thought of that now. I was not thinking that during the scene at all. Yeah. <laughs> so the scene then transitions to David coming to the house. Which if I were uh, or Dr. Caroline at this moment, I'd be quite creeped out that this guy somehow found my house and decided to come and harass me for, tr- for medical treatment. Yeah, he basically stalks her home, pulls into her beautiful driveway, and then takes a nice self-guided tour around the premises. A beautiful house, yeah. by the way. And I don't think I thought these kind of things before working at an interior and exterior design store that I work at now. I am noticing beautiful houses left, right, and center. This one's gorgeous, man. It's on the oh, waterfront yeah. in Honolulu. Like, this is a beautiful piece of property. Yeah. Anyways, but yeah, he stumbles That's around funny. the garden and then kind of notices that she's hooked up to a bunch of nodes and a machine and got her head yep. in a bunch of places. Yeah, she's she's putting herself through some deep hypnosis, apparently. Mm-hmm. Yes, uh, uh, I uh, I wrote down that, like, so he tries to ring the doorbell, but she doesn't answer. So he starts walking around her house, calling her name like a total creep. Uh, <laughs> he finally sees her through a window, and she's st- uh, sitting perfectly still in a chair her eyes looking upward and there's medical equipment on her uh, and we hear her say in her mind keep looking up and that she's relaxed and she's apparently trying to put herself in hypnosis which i didn't even think was something that you could do i've heard of meditating yeah, I but i didn't know you could like guide yourself into hypnosis which maybe i don't know the difference so much i don't know um yeah it seems like a different kind of hypnosis compared to the suggestive like now you think you're a chicken kind of thing that you get with like a well yeah yeah it's a (laughs) there is a uh, there is in real life medical hypnosis but uh this is Hmm. definitely not like the uh, like the turning yourself (laughs) into a chicken thing hey yeah you now speak mandarin go yeah, like it's yeah, it's not it's quite like, that kind of have, uh, from <laughs> what I've heard. Like, uh, like for something to actually work, you have to already want it. Like yeah. you, uh, like, like there's some people on YouTube uh, uh, I watch every once in a while. Uh, Good Mythical Morning, uh, I, mm. um, and they uh, they invited a hypno- uh, hypnotist on. And like one of the uh, one of them, Link does not like tomatoes, but he wants to like tomatoes. So they uh, they use the hypnosis on him, and while he was in the state uh, of hypnosis, he liked tomatoes. because uh, <laughs> you're because uh, from what I've heard with uh, with how it works is like even if you don't like something, if you want to like it that's how the uh, the hypnosis can make you uh, uh, make it work for yeah. you 
you can't be closed off mentally. You have to be open yeah. to suggestion. You have to be open to the to the procedure, yes. and then it'll finally work. It does seem, and it, it's the same can be said for a lot of mental health therapy. To be honest, like oh, when people yeah. sit in group therapy or they sit in behavioral therapy and they learn what the the tools that they could uh, use to to help themselves, if they're rejecting all that or they're rolling their eyes at it. I know, I know even myself was like uh, being told what I could do to be happier in, uh, in university when I was younger. And I was very rejecting of it because I looked at everything, you know, back then I thought I knew everything and I thought, Oh, this person's full of shit. They couldn't Mm. possibly solve it, but those people are smart. So yeah, it's, it's funny Mm. how much you can really reject something mentally and then just never reap the benefits. Definitely. Definitely. And, you know, I think though it is definitely probably a much more, fantastical version of of hypnosis in this episode i do think they actually did a pretty good job of from uh, of treating it uh, in that medical way and also how uh, and using a lot of how it is in real life of how uh, hypnosis works Mm -hmm. and of course like and especially for the time too Oh yeah, like like 1979, or or I guess this might have been even come out come out in 1980. Like this episode is mm-hmm. treating it really respectfully and uh, imagining it like I don't know. They, they, I feel like I wouldn't have expected that for the time that it came out. Nowadays, it's like okay, there's these practices that people need to try out and give a chance, and uh, they would have been probably per, per uh, mm-hmm. what's the word I'm per, perceived much differently in a television show. Yeah. So, uh, oh, that. So David, we said that he's just uh, uh, looking in the window this whole time like a creep, <laughs> and we uh, uh, we see then uh, and Caroline's skull, and then her blood cells for a moment, and then a bell rings, startling in Caroline, but she doesn't stop. The bell rings again. And then we see a bit more of the inside of her body, which, as I've said many times, uh, I saw the show, I love how real it looks whenever they show these things, which surprises me for sign from the 70s. I was thinking about you when I was seeing this part. I was thinking about how you said that about the first episode we watched. And this is a great, this is even better still. Clearly, they have a little bit more money, a little bit more time, and probably some new tricks to show the inside of the cells and the mitochondria and the bones and the the muscle tissue. They show all these things that are really impressive that probably probably would have all been done with CG now. Uh, Oh, yeah. There's no way it was done with CG then. It might even have looked worse with Nurse Julia with CG now. Yeah, very true. It would have been like, oh, that's CG. Um, and this is just more fascinating yeah. to see because it's practical yeah. interior oh, readings yeah. of your how your body physiologically works. It's weird. Very cool. Yeah, yeah definitely. So um let's see. So uh oh uh, and she says that I will conquer this thing that's trying to destroy me. And then we see the in, uh, we see a shot of her brain, and then all of a sudden she's in a massive amount of pain. Mm-hmm. David runs to get inside, but the door is locked, locked, and she falls to the floor. Or uh, and David breaks the glass door to get in. Yeah, and um, a bit of glass uh, as cut uh, uh, David's arm, but he doesn't let that stop him. And he does uh, uh, 
something to her mouth with his hand. I'm not exactly sure what he's doing here. Does he like clear but her throat does... or, or like I get her to bite know. down on something? I can't. I, I don't know. She, uh, but he does this multiple times throughout the episode. I think whenever he's trying to help her through these seizures, uh, or he's putting his hand and on her mouth. Uh, I don't oh, know what okay. he's exactly he's doing. Yeah. Uh, some. Uh, but he uh, but thank god he stalked her to her house and then broke into her house to save her i mean this could be uh you know if it was just a misunderstanding what if she was just practicing her one woman show in which she has a seizure and and you know he would have been charged with all sorts of things but uh Mm -hmm. luckily she was having an actual actual seizure i think that the scene was very very scary the way they shot over top of her head with like a wide angle lens and it's like really close to Mm -hmm. her face and then she collapses Definitely. to the floor with these other angles. Like it was really hard, terrifying. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, oh, he then put uh, uh, and puts her feet up on a table and covers her with a blanket. And he runs uh, onto the kitchen and grabs a bottle of something to uh, uh, pour and pours it in a towel and rubs it on her mouth. Ammonia. Uh, yeah. Yeah, okay. it's like basically the opposite of chloroform. People would use that all the time. You see it used in, uh, in uh, I was just watching, rewatching Stranger Things, and they use it to wake up Will Byers uh, after he's passed out once he's possessed by the mind flare. No spoilers uh, intended. Oh, um, but <laughs> it's like a household kitchen product back then that they could easily just put on a rag and wake somebody up. It's uh, it's interesting. Pretty, pretty interesting. I don't know what how, like long term uh, breathing in of that stuff could do to you. Probably not great. Probably not. <laughs> but it'll definitely jolt the system and wake you up back, uh, especially back oh, in those God. days. Nowadays, you could probably find a better, safer way to do it. But <laughs> yeah, <laughs> probably pinch, maybe not. Would it make sense in using it in Stranger Things since that show is set in the eighties? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So. Exactly. So old tricks. Yep. Um, so, uh, oh, let's see. Um, this gets her to come to, and she understandably asks, what are you doing here? And David just smiles and says, trying to help. She thanks him. (laughs) But, you know, this is still creepy behavior on David's part. It really is. I basically wrote that they get talking, and it's revealed that he knows a lot about the same fields as her. And mm-hmm. so his scientists, his scientific knowledge and his medical fields makes him a fast friend to people. He's always making yeah. friends quickly with people who should probably look at him as a creepy wanderer. <laughs> it's just yeah. like, oh, you saved my life? Oh, okay. Well, we're best friends now. Let's get a milkshake. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so let's see. A, um, she patches his arm up from the door and he apologizes for breaking it and asks, isn't it dangerous you living here alone while dealing with these seizures? Yes. And she, uh, <laughs> she tells him uh, uh, that this last one was the most severe and it's getting worse. She says that it's similar to ALS uh, uh, and she asks how uh, he knows this. Uh, 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 um. He says that he was involved in advanced genetics. Uh, X, and she asked if he worked with David Banner. And he <laughs> says quite closely. Oh, <laughs> uh, and again, just like with uh, 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 with the 
uh, zoo episode. Um, though this ends up uh, uh, not actually being the case. I was I was surprised by this moment that, that she being a, a doctor, she didn't just immediately recognize this is the same guy. Yeah, uh, I which uh, which. I, the only thing I can guess is that papers uh, back in the 70s did not have people's faces on them. Uh, I think like if they he, would today. I think if he was in a different field, maybe. I think if the guy was a pro athlete, absolutely. But scientists, mm-hmm. even celebrity scientists, probably never had to pose for pictures nearly as much as the, uh, the famous stars, the glitz and glamour that you get with the celebrities that way. So, I, I mean, you didn't have the internet, so you couldn't just yeah. look up somebody's Facebook or look up somebody's mm-hmm. face on Google. Yeah, she has no, they, people don't know what this this guy looks like, which, and what's yeah. funny is, if you were to describe him, he looks like everybody else. That's why he mm-hmm. kind of blends right in. Yep. So, uh, and, um, she asked, why, uh, why did he abandon research on diseases such as mine? Oh, damn. Oh, shit. Oh yeah. fuck! <laughs> yeah, seriously. that is like, like that. That is quite the question. And he kind of scoffs, and he's like, he's he's kind of like, I, I was waiting for the day. It almost looked like, like a look on his face, like I was waiting for the day for somebody to ask me this. <laughs> it's like, yeah. well, uh, what? Yeah, why would you assume you would ever meet somebody? It was really funny. I, mm-hmm. I thought it was impressive that that she made the connection, uh, and I love that in general this connection to the first first ever episode of the incredible hulk so oh, many yeah. parallels to that first episode like Definitely. yeah we'll, we'll get into more later but this is a very clever way to not only remind audiences of his origins in case you are that mm-hmm. uh, casual viewer who popped into season two because your family members were watching it um but oh. also to like reset the stage mm. Um, to re reform the audience of what he has to lose yeah um, and yeah. i'm very happy that this episode is a very important episode as the premiere of the second season mm-hmm. uh, isn't unlike how they had with the finale of the first <laughs> season was uh, was just a normal episode it wasn't yeah. anything special uh, at all yeah because the finale we thought it made more sense for the finale to be the earthquakes one right yeah yeah and what, what was, was the finale actually... what was the name of it um the waterfront story and it was oh, yeah. uh, and it was about him working at that restaurant um <laughs> what a weird one for the finale yeah i remember that one entirely now it's 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 just it seems like it should be mid-season it seems out of order yeah yeah it really yeah. was weird they had that same thing happen with the, you ever watch community yeah Season three of Community ended in a similar way where they actually had to do the episodes out of order and the episode that would have made most sense for the finale ended up being like pushed back or pushed forward because it took too long to make the eight bit um, video game episode. So everything was out of order as opposed to the script, what made sense in the script. So they had to cut out a lot of dialogue scenes that would make more sense. But it's because the showrunner got fired that season. So they were like, oh, uh, we're ending was, it. And then they that did. was the gas leak season. Yeah, right, right before the gas leak season. When they brought it back for season four without Dan Armin, it was uh they thought they were done. And then it was like, oh, oh yeah. I guess we'll continue on without him for one season. Yeah. Anyway, things sometimes it's yeah. weird how some shows, some business decision or some some creative difference happens and things get shuffled around. And so it doesn't make much sense. But yeah, like, like you say, I'm glad an important episode, an important story was our premiere episode for season two. 
Oh yeah. So, um, very contemplative episode. I liked it. Yeah, David. Uh, it says that his wife died, and after that, his work took on other priorities. He's in two songs. What a shame. He was brilliant. <laughs> and David slips up here and says, "Thank you." <laughs> what a slip up. you can ask my fiance i audibly gasped at this moment when he does slip up and then just goes with it and tells her that he's like i was like oh my god he did it and my fiance was like what What happened i was just like what (laughs) he's like he's like actively trying to never be discovered and he tells someone for the first time and thank god it was the right person uh, so, uh, oh, she says, and she'll never live to tell the tale. <laughs> David Banner was killed in a fire, iron. Um, David responds simply, "No." And <laughs> oh my god, I just, she's like, I, I, <laughs> I just wrote, uh, I just wrote, holy shit, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> This is the yeah. first time he's telling someone. Oh my god! Yeah. Oh man, he hasn't and, been able to be himself in what I would assume is like a year. I, I don't know if we've yeah. been able to track it with newspapers or anything, but I feel like they've been showing like a year of adventures. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Maybe it's maybe I'm thinking because of the whole TV formula of a season, but it yeah. feels like it's been a year. Uh, so, um, she asked why he hasn't revealed himself to anyone. Uh, I and um. Uh, he says, have you read Dr. Jackal and Mr. Hyde? And he mentioned some other books, but I didn't, uh, didn't catch what he said with those other books. So I, uh, I'm not going to mention those, those other books here. Um, yeah. But Dr. Jackal and Mr. Hyde, like to, to me, he's still, still, even with all the rumors and all the stories he's heard of what Hulk does when he's hulking, he still looks at the hulk as a villain because that's oh, not yeah. you know mr hyde was notoriously a evil force in dr jekyll's life yeah. um so it, it yeah it really it's a shame to hear him compare it to yeah i, I felt a little sad for lou ferrigno definitely <laughs> so um he shows her a newspaper clipping of hulk from the new york city episode and he tells Elzer uh, that he came to see if her hypnosis would help him control the beast. And uh, I wrote that interestingly, he's finally not trying to completely erase Hulk from existence, but merely tame him. True. I true. still, I, I still don't like that he's uh, uh, like he's trying to tame him and uh, aim him and control him. Uh, um, but. Uh, but at least it's a step. But you know what, John? Shirt prices went up in in 70, 79. So that's the main reason I think he's like, you know what? I can't. I can't keep getting. Even thrift stores are charging too much for shirts these days. So he's like, fuck this. I got to at least save my own wardrobe. That's what's going on, really. I think. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
though I don't think he buys most of his shirts. I think he probably steals it from <laughs> from people. Yeah, he keeps walking through neighborhoods. It's all these parts we don't see in the series where he's just walking through neighborhoods looking for like a laundry line, and he's like, oh, "Okay, this, this is about my size." Uh, I remember in the uh, the earthquake <laughs> episode, he, uh, like, they, oh, there just happened to be a shirt uh, uh, lying around in this nuclear chamber that uh, Amber for him to put on. <laughs> doesn't make a lick of sense fair uh so um the uh he said uh, and um she says that i i can't help you david the hypnosis might help but my no, my disease is terminal latest test results give me six to eight weeks to live she tells him how uh, uh, she's trying to use the hypnosis to help her disease, that that's why she left the Institute, that she has to spend every moment on herself. Mm. Sounds, the, uh, sounds pretty selfish, doesn't it? Uh, and David doesn't really respond to that, but he just asks if she would like some help with it. And she says, from David Banner? Of course I would. Yeah. The adoration but that it I doesn't saw seem in her eyes. fair. Yeah. Oh yeah. 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 You're right. Right. She says, "Doesn't seem fair, does it?" Yeah. <laughs> he says, "Would you like some help?" Mm-hmm. She's like, "From David Banner, of course I would." And this this moment where this like this sweet smile washes over her face, and she eventually follows it up by saying, "Like she says, it, it seems selfish," and he says. Well, maybe if we can make more time for you, there'll be there'll be time for me. And that was again, this episode's writing, top notch. I really like the dialogue in this episode. You oh, get those yeah. like cheesy lines once in a while, and we'll get to the cheesy, don't worry. But uh this this uh the moments between him and 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 Carol really uh shine. Yeah. They definitely do. Awesome. Uh oh. Let's see. So, uh, oh, um, she says, yeah, but it doesn't. Uh, oh, oh, yeah, I already said that. So David uh, says, if we make uh, ache more time for you, then maybe we can make time for me. And so we then uh, and see her mitochondria under a uh, a microscope, and she says that the staff at the institute was still trying to locate them after a week. Which I found this really funny because of how she talked of the uh, oct of the staff earlier when David followed her to her car. <laughs> like she's uh, yeah. saying earlier, how oh the our apprentices are really good at what they do, but it took them a week to find uh, find her mitochondria. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's uh, not great. That feels like the training is not quite there yet. Yeah, <laughs> I just think it's funny how uh, how she she's uh, she's tell, making trying to make it think that they're really good at jo- their jobs, but yeah. then uh, we find out that they they really weren't actually. Well, that's when she thought she was talking to uh, David Breton or Benton. Benton. And yeah. uh, she she thought she was just talking to some guy, and not uh, the the David Banner with a Hulk oh, yeah. problem. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, let me see. Uh, 
trying to pawn David tells crappy uh, crappy associates. (laughs) David tells her that he thinks the mitochondria is part of the reason for her disease and I love that we're uh, we're getting David doing some sciencey stuff this episode, which is really cool. Of course, yep. Um, so uh, oh, Bixby sells it too. Like every time I see him oh, talk yeah. about, he talks about that thing with the being a, a like a ten year old kid learning about body temperatures and stuff. Later, it's like you you sell that this guy he sells that this kid is a hundred percent a huge science geek and always has been, uh, and Definitely. he does it well. The um. And in the morning, uh, Aang, we hear the lonely man theme as uh, as David is still looking at the microscope, yeah. which I found really interesting that they put the lonely man theme in here. They use it a lot in this episode. I feel like it's used almost every scene. I maybe, didn't maybe notice I'm wrong. it. Uh, I didn't notice it until uh, other than this scene in the last scene of the episode. But yeah, uh, I was surprised. I was like. This doesn't really feel like a moment for the lonely man music. <laughs> yeah. He's not exactly a lonely man right now. He has uh, he is living with someone now. Yeah, they, they. I feel like they they are using it to mean more than just like now. Now it's almost like the Hulk theme, like the Hulk yeah. show, instead of like the moments where he's at his loneliness, loneliness, loneliest. Um, yeah, yeah. It uh, it could mean a little bit less mm-hmm. than it used to, but. I see what you mean. Yeah. And by staying up late hours, though, I mean, he's staying up these late hours looking at her situation mm-hmm. under the microscope. She's able to rest more. Yeah. So she's in her in that she he's providing her longevity in that way alone, because you can't. I, I would imagine every hour of sleep matters when it comes to a brain problem. Oh, yeah. Um, so, yeah, it's, it's, it's nice that uh, she gets to take the night off and he can stay up yeah. all night. Teamwork makes the freaking dream work is what I'm trying to say. Uh, Carol, I asked him, um, what time is it? And he if he stayed up all night and um, David responds simply, Hmm. <laughs> and she says, "I think I'm having uh, having a conversation with a hummingbird," which I found that uh, absolutely hilarious. Yeah, yeah. It was. They have some really good chemistry. Probably Definitely. better better than we've seen uh, with any female interest, uh, love interest in this entire show, yeah. except for maybe Elena Marks. Just saying. Uh, so. <laughs> Uh, oh, um, David tells her, look at this. And she sees the mitochondria, but there's something around it. And so the two of them go, oh, sit on the beach to discuss it. David does not know where it came from, at least, but, uh, but they at least have a clear image to work with for her hypnotherapy. And um, David asks how she does that. And she responds saying that, uh, visualizing it as the the mitochondria and the uh, as cowboys and the bad stuff as renegade Indians. Um, <laughs> I don't I don't love this analogy. <laughs> yeah, I don't really love it either. No, <laughs> let's let's make the uh, in air quotes because you can't see me. 
Indians um, be the negative substance and they have to wipe out yeah, the enemy. I really don't. Ugh. Yeah, I did not like that. However, analogy. it does lead to us getting a Bill Bixby, John Wayne impression, which wasn't half bad. So that's fun. But they're, yeah, yeah they're, they're referencing all these old Western movies, which unfortunately were not quite as uh, enlightened uh, yeah. and empathetic as today. So we wouldn't have that shit showing up in today's Hulk, but I, d- yep. I did appreciate a good a good John Wayne impression here and there. <laughs> so David says it's like a wagon train and the Indians are around it and attacking it. Um, and then David does his, his John Wayne impression uh, in which, unlike you, uh, oh, I'm just like, ew, because John Wayne sucks. Oh, no! Does John Wayne suck? I didn't know. John Wayne was, uh, was notoriously racist. Oh, no, you're right. No, you're right. I do remember also, that. Also, I just also I also I just uh, is um always have not uh, always have not been uh, when when I was a kid, I I always found his uh, one I found his films boring and two yeah. uh, uh two I always uh, that was a nickname that uh, one of my cousins had for me. I always hated it when they would say it. So I uh, uh and because you're tall. So, no, I, this was when I was a, a kid, like a really, uh, like I, it's just because of the name John. That's so he stupid. called me a John Wayne. I, it I makes more sense it. now. So, You're like eight, seven. How tall are you? So, and then John Wayne was that notoriously tall guy as well. And the name John, that would make way more sense. I mean, and, and yeah, you're, you're not a little racist, right? No. Okay, cool. There you go. So you're nothing like John Wayne. Well, I mean, <laughs> Yeah, but uh, so I just uh, I have do- I've now really kind of grown to hate the guy. Yeah. That's fair. That's fair. My my dad was nuts about John. I don't think he knew about the racist shit, but my dad was nuts about John Wayne to the point where we bought him uh, like a DVD set that came in like a an old tin, like you'd get in like a an old like wagon covered wagon like this. Mm-hmm. Um, it was very cute uh the dvd set and uh we'd watch those movies together i actually during uh one of the lockdowns a couple years ago was a a, like a psychopath i decided to commit to watching 75 western movies in a row and i tried my damnedest to get through them all i think i got to about yeah i think i got to about 45 i watched i tried to watch like 10 10 or more from each decade of westerns Mm -hmm. and a lot of them go figure were john wayne so there were a few that i was like oh damn i kind of get the appeal because he kind of was like an everyman kind of actor and and in the the situations that he did a lot of his own stunts and stuff you could see some appreciation there but hearing yeah i know i i I did Uh, i did kind of know that he was a little bit of a racist and and that definitely doesn't make me adore the guy um i just think he's that number one like that's that's an impression people do everywhere yeah as i said uh i honestly uh, honestly westerns are one type of film that I I have a lot of trouble watching because because uh, I just find I, I honestly just find uh, I a lot of westerns to be really boring. They are they are. I I, I, I can promise you they are. So After watching can, that many of them, I was very bored. I, I can say, uh, say with full certainty the only westerns I've uh, I have watched in recent years that I actually enjoyed is the Ridiculous Six. Which oh is a no, parody. John! No. And, 
and A Million Ways to Die in the West, which is another parody. Oh, you're hurting me. You're hurting me inside. <laughs> I watched so many Westerns that I could probably tell you one good one from each decade that I think even you would enjoy. And they're not parodies. They're they're fun time and they're they're not super boring. Like there were definitely ones in this challenge that I did for myself that I could that had a lot of trouble getting through. And I'd watch them in, in segments. Um, but sometimes I would just power through and I'd be like, okay, I'm putting the headphones in, I'm shutting the rest of the world off. Cause otherwise I was just stuck to the, the, the YouTube and the TV as far as like political stuff. And I was like, I gotta get through, I gotta get my mind away from this crap. Mm-hmm. So I would watch uh, movies instead and to, to veer down a, a genre that my dad was a big fan of. I was like, okay, I'm in a way connecting with his, his passion for them. So, but I would watch, there were some that were like in the, in the, 50s there was some musical ones um there were a lot of black and white ones in the early 40s uh there was a ton of different types of westerns over the years Mm -hmm. but there was probably a really exciting one every every decade that i could recommend to people of today but um yeah yeah, i was yeah i I know what you mean they are boring they are slow um purely because yeah. of the years that they came out they don't come out anymore people don't make yeah. westerns and if they are making westerns it's, it's modern westerns like no country for old men or hell mm-hmm. hell or high water there's like these like yeah. westerns that take place in the 80s with bank robbers and stuff there's yeah the i think the only western that's come out recently that i actually do want to watch uh watch is is the harder they fall all which is yes i, I do want to watch that, that mainly because uh any because Though I haven't really seen him in anything else other than uh, other than Loki, uh, mm. I really enjoyed uh, Oi Jonathan Majors and Loki, so I want to watch some more of his stuff. And he's the fucking man in that movie. He is the leader of the gang. He's also he sings. He's he's violent. He's emotional. He's he's tender. There's amazing mm-hmm. moments with Jonathan Majors in that movie. Also oh, amazing yeah. moments with Lakeith Stanfield. Um, there's. Uh, the two guys that play his his lackeys and Jonathan Major's gang uh, are amazing. Idris Elba is awesome. That movie is also a fantastic soundtrack. So the director uh-huh. of that movie is a British um, musician slash music video director that has done some movies, but he does he also sings and he had a lot of reggae influences in this. Like he just wanted to say, hey, what about the African American? war or like like african-american cowboys that existed that no one mm. talks about and they were incredible yeah. that, that, it's, it's a sick movie man you really oh yeah that. how do they fall top tier so much fun Definitely. all right so uh oh um she says that the uh, uh so once the image in in my head once i have the image in my head i just imagine the cowboys wiping out the enemy and winning the battle Oh, and David asks if this actually helps. And she says, it's not a cure, but it gives the patients an active involvement in trying to help themselves get well. And um, David skeptically says, ah, then she's, uh, she says, uh, always, um, David says, now that I know uh, oh, how your theory works, I don't know if it could, uh, could help me. And she says, well, this is just one technique. There's many. Let me hypnotha- uh, uh, hypnotize, you. hypnotize you, David. Uh, and so they, uh, oh, we see them uh, uh, in 
sitting in a dark room and David says, uh, not David, uh, Caroline says, as you don't look relaxed. Um, and David says that there's a very real potential danger here that I don't know what might happen. And, uh, I wrote that did David seriously not realize before coming to Hawaii that he'd have to be relaxed to be put into hypnosis? <laughs> True. I he feel came like here with he all should the... have, uh, have thought about that. Yeah. Yeah. He came here with all the, the yeah, he came here seeking hypnotherapy, specifically from the best, the top scientist in hypnotherapy. And yet he's, uh, he's now just realizing the danger. I, I wrote that he, he really didn't seem to, profess or or explain the risk that is happening or could happen to carol and and i was laughing at that but then it means two things in my eyes it means he trusts her and it means he's kind of starting to trust the hulk in the sense that he knows the hulk hasn't hurt anybody who doesn't deserve to be hurt so he i think he knows that even though he could turn into the hulk she's probably safe which is nice but but you know if he is trying to trust the Hulk, yeah, then he shouldn't be trying to control the Hulk. Trust. I, I mean it's, that he he might just mean that he's uh, accepted that the Hulk is part of him, but he looks at him as this like mongrel, as this like yeah. dog, this attack dog in his in his psyche that he can control instead of get rid of, mm. which is a kind of a progress, right? Yeah, it's a, it's definitely better than trying to take him out of existence. Exactly. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> progress so, uh, by season uh, five they'll be in love <laughs> so uh caroline directs him into a deep a, a to take him a deep breath he does and then she says we'll begin and after some time she says you are deeply asleep and very relaxed and comfortable she says i want you to recall the events that led up to the first metamorphosis that uh, but as an objective observer, or meaning you won't have any, uh, have any emotion towards the uh, or what is happening. She's uh, as as tell me what do you remember? And so David explains to her what happened. And right before the first time he turned into the Hulk, uh, which I'm not gonna uh, read out here uh, here all the all of what happened there because you can uh, uh, I but I. I suggest you listen to my first episode of the 70s Hulk if you want to hear about that first transformation because we saw uh, all of that in that episode. Can I give you this, just the part I loved about this recalling? Mm-hmm. So, I mean, he explains the whole thing, explains why it happened. He's fixing the tire yeah. and everything. He's, he finally cries out and he starts transforming. The best part of this recalling is what how he describes turning into the Hulk for the first time. And he's present in the moment and he's describing it in a new way. And I loved these descriptions. He says, like a hundred people shouting at once, like a locomotive beginning to roll. I felt the surging infusion of strength, my muscles vibrating with a strange life of their own. I could feel a force welling up inside of me. And then I blacked out. And I loved that description because the way he dramatically read, like said that, was it was so like okay now i know what it would feel like and i and every to think that he felt that every time he's transformed uh well well written really good oh yeah um so 
Uh oh. After that, after he explains all that, uh, Caroline says, "All right, now we're going to try and bring you into a conscious awareness of what happened after you blacked out." And David saw, uh, for the first time, actually remembering some of what happened as he was Hulk. And Caroline tells him that that was excellent. Now I want you to recall the second time. And he tells her how he was dreaming of his wife, Laura. Um, which I, I may be forgetting, but I don't remember us actually getting her name in that first episode out of Laura. Yeah, I could. Honestly, I didn't know her name is Laura until you just said it. So yeah. it has been mentioned so few times, uh, yeah. I feel. It might never have been mentioned in that first episode. You're yeah. right. <laughs> so I like the like getting that name. Uh, I am here. Oh, so uh, which I don't think uh, since he said that he's got uh, that second time was while he was dreaming of uh, Laura. I don't uh, think we knew that uh, what he was dreaming about. Uh, we we could have guessed it, but I don't think we actually saw. Oh, in that first episode, that was what was uh, uh, was going on. I think we just saw that he was uh, that he he just uh, turned into the Hulk in his sleep in that hyperbolic chamber. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, uh, uh, um, that's yeah. I didn't even when he was describing the second time he ever transformed. I wasn't. I was blanking on this experience mm-hmm. that he was having. I was like, "What? When did this happen?" And then yeah. I, I did not remember that it happened in the in the chamber. Yeah. So he, t- uh, he tells her about his, his recurring nightmare about how his, uh, how his wife died in a, a car accident. And David explains how he couldn't get her out of the car and he's not able to remain. And the, he's not able to remain motionless here. He all of a sudden gets up with his uh, from his seat angry uh, uh, his eyes are, are tinted green and he starts turning into the hulk and i love how here we got on a new shot of bill in the uh, the hawk makeup which yes. is much better than the shots during, of transformation during the first season yeah like this like definitely makes it look like this is literally bill if he be if it was him playing hawk yeah which is yeah, really sure. cool to me they probably did some updating just like with the either the being able to afford the right makeup or mm-hmm. the process once they practiced enough but yeah it looked awesome yeah. and, the, and the lighting on him was really smart too they had like lot a lighting from oh, below yeah. which made him really scary it was uh it was an awesome scene agreed definitely uh, so let's see. Uh, yeah, as I said, uh, as you said, we got this fantastic shot uh, out of Hawk's face in the dark with the only light coming from a lamp, and it's like signed straight out of a horror film. I mm-hmm. loved it. Yeah. So Hawk pushes over the lamp and throws those the chair. And oh, I wrote, oh, how I've missed this destruction. <laughs> it's true. You gotta <laughs> wonder where they get all their furniture. They're like, is it all gonna be props? Uh, how long do people take or time? How much time do they take building fake furniture and stuff? <laughs> <laughs> oh, what a fun job oh, yeah. has. And he's about to smash another thing 
when Caroline uh, I shouts, no. Oh, and he uh, and so he turns around, annoyed that someone <laughs> dare tell him to stop the smashing. But someone else, other than Elena Marks, tries to verbally stop the Hulk. She tries, mm-hmm. like, tries her best. I don't know anybody else that's tried to do I that. I can't remember, so. but I, I don't think anyone else has been successful. That's for sure. Uh, oh, and so uh, oh, he kicks a a table over. Uh, and he grabs a lamp and throws it behind him, breaking the glass of the door. Uh, and I, I, I find it hilarious how the uh, how uh, this is the second time now that the door's glass broke in this episode. It's the exact same door. Um. So Hawk uh, and Hawk are uh, backing up towards the door, and he. Uh, he gets his uh, his arm cut by a bit of glass, just like David's, but it was the other arm this time. I found this and... strange. Have we seen his arm get pierced by something like glass while in Hulk mode? I don't know about glass. We well, that's the only thing I think we've seen is when, uh, is in the uh, the New York episode when uh, when he gets that forklift into his leg, right. And does it does it pierce that like does it cause blood or I don't is it think like it a caused, bruise? Uh, I don't think it uh, it caused blood. People um, have shot at him, right? And it didn't really affect him while he was in hawk mode, but it uh, but uh, but David was limping once he uh, he mm-hmm. left hawk mode. Yeah, because I was like, okay, pierced pierced by uh, glass when he's in hawk mode. Uh, but bullets mm-hmm. can't penetrate his skin, and maybe I'm not yeah. remembering that right. But I'm pretty sure people have tried to shoot him and nothing mm-hmm. penetrate. But I was shocked at like the fact that okay, mm-hmm. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not that shocked that a 1970s dramatic uh, sci-fi show would have superhero inconsistencies <laughs> that uh, us nerds of today would jump all over the internet and social media and be freaked out about and be like, hey, this didn't line up. Uh, but like back then it was like, okay, well, it, this serves the story. We need to explain it. And then it did uh, come up later. So I was like, okay, that makes sense. But this has got to come up later or else they have no reason to pierce Hulk's skin. <laughs> uh, yeah. Yep. Oh, so, uh, oh, David breaks the door frame and runs outside. Uh, and the scene transitions to a shirtless guy screaming while spinning a fire stick for oh. some kind of performance at a cookout. I love that so much that it just the very next cut is a guy, a fire dancer <laughs> screaming into the camera. Like just like, like, ah! like it was great. It's just like, what the hell is going on? Uh, it was a brilliant juxtaposition, and then oh yeah, a group I, of vacationers are just enjoying a nice fire show dance, and I I, I <laughs> really enjoyed that. I uh, I that like this probably ha- this uh, had probably one of my like most audible uh, uh, like reactions when watching it because i was just like wait what, what huh what the hell is going on well it paid off so well too because they cut to him okay he's he's yelling uh mm-hmm. because of the performance it's part of the performance yep. and then the hulk lumbers into frame behind all these vacationers enjoying the performance and having a nice little luau and then he screams again the exact same scream. I'm wondering how all the vacationers oh, yeah. knew that that wasn't part of the song or 
was a part of it. And he just yells again, ah! and then they all turn around and scream oh, yeah. again and then run away. That all part. except for that one kid. Yep. Uh, so, uh, so, um, and when I saw this dance happening too, I was like, he mentioned twice in that hypnosis session that he remembers fire. The first time he transformed was a flaming car. The second time it was, he was dreaming about his wife's, you know, accident in the car and his, the car catching on fire. I was like, oh, he's going to freak out at this fire dance and like run after him. And that just didn't happen. And I was like, oh, good. Okay. Everybody's safe. <laughs> he just, he just, he just moseyed off. Yeah. So the, uh, so everyone uh, runs away except for this one little boy. The little boy is amazed by Hulk. Mm-hmm. And Hulk just walks Insta past him, uh, him and the uh, boy's presumably mom comes and grabs him. Yeah. Uh, and though we don't see this mom again later, so I don't know... Th- that was... It... Well, most neglectful parents ever. <laughs> oh, yeah. I never. We'd never see his parents again. Yeah. Oh, Caroline, uh, I walks over to this deserted uh, cookout looking for David. She finds Ian's uh, Hulk sitting on the ground and she kneels in front of him and Hulk looks very sad as he turns back into Banner. Yeah. And back I, at the... I actually did shout at the TV when she was out there looking for him with her lantern and yelling, David, I was like, he doesn't respond to that. <laughs> Yeah, yeah like Hulk is not gonna want to, uh, is not going to respond to you calling him David. <laughs> I was like, he's more like an alter, like he doesn't know that yes. he's David. He's a someone. He's someone yes, else. He has his not... own identity. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's it is this. That's the whole reason why I don't like this idea of uh, of containing him. Bruce or David trying to take uh, uh, the Hulk out of existence or control him is because. The Hulk is a different person, is not just David. Yeah. And, you know, uh, I imagine, like, you know, there's, there's points later in the episode where, uh, where Caroline directly looking at Hulk calls him David. And I feel like that would make him even mad her, no matter, because <laughs> yeah. he, this is not David. Of what, takes it, what will it take for people to understand this is not David? <laughs> He has a name, and I guess it was given to him by Jack McGee. <laughs> so, I don't think, like in this series at least, as many people have actually called uh, him Hawk to his face before yet. No. So I, uh, that's uh, so I do wonder how he would react if someone actually, uh, a, like Captain America, was like Hulk. <laughs> yeah. I think he would. His response would probably be something like. <laughs> something like that, that weird <laughs> I don't even think it's him doing it but yeah anyways oh yeah uh, uh, so, uh, let's see. Uh, back at the house David is cleaning up Hulk's ma- uh, mess as Caroline is, uh, says I, I couldn't believe it was happening it was the most incredible thing I've ever witnessed it's an <laughs> She notices his, the wounds on his arms from the glass on the door. One is half healed, uh, you know, the one that was dying while in David's form, 
and the other is almost healed already, the one that was uh, gotten in hawk form. Which I think this is actually the first time in the series that they've actually talked about the fact that Hulk does have super healing. Yeah, his metabolism like, is not, he doesn't just up. have yeah. uh, have super strong skin. He actually can heal it super fast, yeah. and I'm I really like that they met, uh, that they mentioned that for and the that's first like time. the whole cause of their wanting to collaborate, right? They want oh, to yeah. use him yeah. to save her because then they could speed up her healing process. Yeah, it's it's Definitely. it's really cool. I, I agree. Oh yeah. So um, uh, let's see. A so, David explains how it works, and this gives Caroline the idea to possibly get some of the highly active muscle from Hulk, and so that maybe she could use it to reverse her disease. And David is not sure that that's a good idea, but um, Caroline says, uh, uh, that if I can help you control it, maybe we could get the, uh, the sample and we could both win. And David asks if she's forgetting how hazardous this it could be if they try this. Right. And she responds, dying is hazardous. And yeah. that uh, and David says, okay, let's try it then. That convinced which me pretty quickly. I, as well. <laughs> yeah, I was uh, which I, I love that line. Yeah. Dying is hazardous. Yeah. She got nothing to lose. And do you Definitely. find it a little bit reminiscent? Okay, it's crazy that we're watching this episode with a man and a woman in a tropical haven with scientific experimentation at their fingertips, mixing Hulk DNA a month before She-Hulk releases. I'm just saying, the trailer for She-Hulk gave me tingling feeling because of, I was like, holy shit. I want so badly to see the influence that the 70s Hulk series has on the She-Hulk oh, yeah. show. There's, there's definitely really gonna be influence on it from there. There's yeah. literally like, like in one and their first little snippet that they released back in November. There was yeah. a, a bit where they had uh, had like the McGee I'm thing, guessing, right? yeah, uh, I'm yeah. guessing it was supposed to be like a advertisement for her as a lawyer. I don't know why Bruce was there with her or <laughs> in it. But uh, but like she was uh, saying in that the direct line I'm from it of of you won't like me when I'm angry and yeah uh, and they're and posed in the same clothes, positions uh, and, and yeah, they're also yeah. wearing those same clothes. They had the camera uh, uh, having a filter on it to make it look like it was outside in the seventies. Yeah, oh, it was. I, it. I want says that's the thing is like there's little nods like that, but if it's I want more than just a quote or two. I want the whole show to feel like, oh shit, this is what we're trying to do is instead of a Hulk TV show that's really popular and really fun um, starring Bruce or David, um, we're seeing the She-Hulk having her mm. her time in the spotlight that's just as good type of thing. And, and oh, that's the yeah. same phenomena that we see from... Uh, from that original series coming back mm -hmm. in this. I want so yeah. much influence from the Hulk series, but yeah. Uh, so I was, I was talking to a, a friend of mine on Twitter, uh, or uh, she Hawk sources, uh, or was the, the account page and they, uh, about, uh, uh, they were asking you like, what, what would you want for, uh, from, for she Hawk at Comic-Con? Cause, uh, as 
Marvel is going to be at Comic-Con this year. And I suggested like having uh, having like uh, before the trailer uh, air starts, they have the uh, have Tatia Masolady come up on uh, on their uh, air not in CGI, but actually in just like green paint, like out of the '70s <laughs> show. Uh oh, and she uh, she being like, uh, I hey uh, hey Marvel fans uh, and I'm Jennifer Walters, and here's my trailer. But also, uh, oh, and res- uh, as a response to some of you, uh, uh, you who complained about my uh, my body, uh, I, uh, a, I have changed my looks. I was forced to change my looks and uh, uh, and acting like this green paint is the uh, uh, is yeah. the changed look. Uh, uh, um, before like in the actual trailer showing the a uh, real update to the CGI. Yeah, uh, I, I like. I was thinking, like having like as uh, as she ends her uh, the uh, ends this little um speech of uh, it's about the new CGI. Uh, I you could hear uh, hear like her mur- uh, mutter under her uh, her breath that uh, people should be commenting on other people's bodies. Yes, would <laughs> be amazing. <laughs> I would love that. I mean, it would be such a great. It was. It would fit She Hawk so well. Yeah, it would fit the. It would fit and, the bill perfectly. Oh yeah, and then they all and also just having also it would be cool them having that little reference to the seventies show by having me uh, her in green paint. Yeah, <laughs> which I, I I can just imagine how people would react uh, thinking that's the uh, that is the updated uh, CGI even though it's yeah. not CGI. <laughs> Yeah, they're like, here, you wanted something more real? This is real. <laughs> <laughs> this green paint is real, damn it. We, we had to get it specially yeah. made. Yeah. Yeah. And, that, and like, that also would also make it so that, you know, that for them having a special little clip thing for Comic Con on the CGI people who are trying to work on updating that CGI, they don't have to also work on this entirely new scene for Comic Con. Yeah, on when they're already extremely busy. Yeah, exactly. That would make yeah. sense too. Yeah. Uh, all right. So, uh, uh, the scene transitions to David in the desert. We hear their Caroline tell him to begin to look for the creature. David says, "I don't see him anywhere." And the camera pans over this beautiful desert. And and then, oh my God! David sees Hulk in the distance now. <laughs> Caroline tells him to stay calm and let him get a uh, closer. Hulk walks over to David, and as uh, as Hulk gets very close, David starts running away, and um, uh, David gets in a crane with a trap up attached to the end he drops the trap onto hulk hulk i wrote that hulk ain't gonna like that (laughs) it's funny though she her encouraging him to believe in those ropes and to really Mm -hmm. and it's funny to to it really in this hypnosis desert as we're we're viewing um belief is what matters and him him really having confidence in uh, the fact that those ropes are going to hold uh, and no sooner does she say uh, these are the strongest ropes 
that have ever been made or that can be made, Hulk snaps through them like spaghetti. <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. But, and, you know, it, it is really cool. That this is one. I think this is the first time uh, I am in the series that we actually see Hulk and David mm. together on screen, which is so cool to see. Absolutely, it is. Uh, this, this and it was funny because you you think that this is like jumping ahead or like rushing uh, to suddenly come back from commercial break and suddenly be in a hypnosis desert and oh, the audience yeah. is just supposed to understand what's going on. But it was so easy to grasp and be like, oh shit, yeah. this is amazing that we're getting this yeah, far this, along in their process. This is something I I really want to see with the the MCU Hulk is like uh, like. I love this idea of exploring their mental health through seeing them uh, them both in a mindscape uh, together. Yes. Uh, er, and them having to come to terms with each other through that. I I think that's an incredible way to uh, show things like this. And I'm glad that the 70s show actually did this. How cool would it be to have a character like Elena Marks or like uh carolyn uh, fields showing up in the she-hulk series or somebody from the show some character that we've seen and maybe they're not from the comics but the reference would be still so oh, much yeah. fun to yeah. have uh to have him uh, you know, you know enlist know the help of some other scientist we know from uh from the incredible hulk film that there is a uh, a student from, uh, and from the a university that uh, that is named Jack McGee. It oh. was actually uh, of which whom is actually the person who recorded the video for the school newspaper of uh, of Hulk uh, Hulk <laughs> fighting the military. So it, you know, I could easily see them bringing back a character like that for She Hulk, sort of like how they brought back uh, uh, Martin Starr as uh, as the teacher in homecoming uh, and they they retroactively said that that is the same character nice yeah it, it would be great to see these little these little side characters and, and references to oh, hulk yeah. that only hulk has uh helped to develop that world for hulk in the greater definitely be great yeah. i can't wait man oh yeah <laughs> so uh um let's see it's a uh oh uh, even though the I Hulk agree. breaks through, I was just gonna say that yeah. even, though the, even though Hulk breaks through the net, Carolyn reassures him that he'll gain yes. the confidence with yeah. practice. And this was a great yeah. first step, and he's a little yeah. Little, and little, yeah. I honestly though really felt bad for Hulk here when uh, when they dropped that uh that um that uh, those ropes on him. I uh, like that. Yeah, that really sad me seeing Hulk uh, Hulk being tr- them trying to cage Hulk like that and. They keep doing it throughout the episode. Uh-oh. But it makes you wonder, now, he's in hypnosis right now, so is that his conjuring of the Hulk and what the Hulk means to him? Or is that actually a Hulk that's going to remember all of this? And it, it to me, it played know. with that wonder until the later scene that we get uh, oh, yeah. in, the, in the bedroom. Yeah, I I think there's a bit, uh, I think there's definitely a bit of it being the, uh, the actual Hulk. He remembers it all, eh? Yeah, I think that's shown with that dream that he has later. Oh yeah. Oh shit! The Hulk remembered everything you're trying to do, and he's on to you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, uh, uh, 
let's see. So the uh, uh so uh, uh well, uh, Caroline, uh, and as you mentioned, uh, that um, to research him, and like she says, he's going back now. Next time, we'll try something better, and we'll keep doing that until we can control him permanently. Hulk uh, walks away, a but turning back once to growl at David. <laughs> and I, I I just love that uh, that Hulk turned back to face uh, Ace David real quick here. <laughs> it's like when you walk away from your crush and she turns back, it's like, oh, she cares. <laughs> she, she digs me. <laughs> it's like, no, no, it doesn't quite mean that. <laughs> I don't know if that's what, the, uh, <laughs> what Hulk's did, feeling did, right here. Did, did, did he look? Did, did he look at <laughs> like you're like hoping you're like oh did you look at me yeah it's yeah. <laughs> a little different a little different <laughs> so um caroline tells uh Els david then to i'm gonna come back from five and you will uh you will wake up up uh, and then david david wakes up and the scene transitions to uh oh caroline working with some test tubes herbs uh, and David walks in uh, and with groceries and makes a joke about him making dinner and how those test tubes don't look look like enough for uh, for two. And uh, I, I wrote out how I, I love when David tries to be funny in the series. It just it's so wholesome. It is. And he's such a charmer. I love Bill Bixby's charm. Um, I think in this moment, it's when they start doing the Chinese voice, which is kind of alarming. <laughs> yeah. But then she says something about it sounding a little bit more like Elmer Fudd. Actually, I, th- I think that's a bit later. Uh, oh, later, yes. Because there's, uh, there's multiple scenes of him doing grocery stuff in the episode. True, but he... And he has a moment over the phone with her where he does yes, this that, again when he's yeah. trying to learn how to make lemon chicken. And he starts talking like uh, that. Yeah. And it's like, oh, yeah. shit, he's doing it again. But again, yeah. 1970s so, ignorance. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> um, so, uh, uh, let's see. Yeah, um, David tells her that he uh, uh, what he picked up for dinner, and then she asks about what's about uh, 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 this box, and he opens it to reveal a walk, and they make some cute, I guess, jokes about uh, uh, about walks and rabbits. Yep, walks and rabbits. Yeah, oh, and that they, they do, uh, they do the Elmer Fudd impressions, which is. So much more fun, at least in my mind, than the freaking John Wayne impression. Yes, yes, agreed, agreed. Um, Caroline <laughs> leaves the room, uh, um, and she's got uh, gets this sharp pain causing her to drop the test tubes. And David comes o- over to help her, and after uh, he helps her, she goes to clean the glass. Uh, and David just stands there with a sad look on his face. Uh, and then Outside, we see Jack McGee just pulled up to the house in his car. Uh, oh, my God. I thought the shit had hit the fan in this moment. Oh, yeah. I uh, Like, I r- literally wrote down, holy fuck. Uh, so yeah. Jack <laughs> knocks on the door, and David yells, I'll get it. 
I love this. I love this moment because the panning shot from the front, there's this big front window, right? Wow. So you can see the front door on one side of this like wraparound like dining room. So you they pan with the camera past the front door and it's Jack walking up. And then the other side of the door, <laughs> David says, I got it. And he walks up. For some reason, he's not thinking, oh, I've been on the run all this time. I'm kind of a fugitive. I can just yeah. lie through my teeth with anybody that possibly comes across okay. me. But there's still one guy out there looking for you. And he's not expecting him to show up any place, let alone Honolulu, oh, Hawaii. Yeah. So that he's like opens the door and thank God Jack had turned around for five seconds mm -hmm. just to wait for someone to answer. And then he immediately closes the door and that music sting that happens when that happened. I laughed so hard in that moment. I was like, that's <laughs> great. That's a great introduction uh, so, to Jack this season. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, oh, David immediately slams the door shut uh, uh, as um, because he saw the Jack's one behind it. Uh, and, which I kind of wonder I wonder what Jack was thinking in his head when that happened uh, I'd be like what what, what just happened <laughs> doorbell function <laughs> uh, so Jack knocks again and this time Caroline uh, Ein opens it and, and but David stays behind the door as Jack talks to her he introduces himself and says he's checking out stories that a big hulking beast was spotted in the area. And Jack says that his paper is now offering 10K for any info leading to his capture, which uh, it is 70K in today's money. That's Damn. a lot of money. Oh, shit, I'll turn him in. Hell oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Caroline says that she can't help him and he gives her a, a, a business card to reach out to him if, if she sees Hulk. And Jack leaves, and the scene transitions to Hulk in a metal cage trying to get at David. You know, this is all, that was the only time in the episode where we saw Jack McGee. I was actually really surprised that was the only time we saw Jack McGee this episode. I, Me too. I, I would have expected he would have stayed around there uh, air asking more people questions yeah I, I thought that the plot was thickening when jack showed up and i thought he would be more integral to this episode but it it, yeah. it went right back to like oh we see jack once an episode by the way and yeah. we don't really need him that much more it's like come on it was just a reminder that he's out there like that's all that yeah, scene pro yes. proposed yeah, yeah. That was, that and was he just and he just happened to uh oh <laughs> The one house he came up to ask about the hawk is the one that they uh, that happened to be where David is uh, is living at. Yeah, yeah, really. <laughs> well, it's so nearby to that little luau that got a Hulk disturbance. So uh, mm. maybe that's the only reason he needed. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, so, uh oh. The scene transitions to Hulk and Metal Cage trying to get at David. Ed and Caroline explains how these are the strongest steel there is. And David says he's trying to bend it. And Caroline says, use the gas tranquilizer. And David tries to grab it. And or he runs to grab it. He starts turning it on and Hulk, Hulk stops trying to bend the bars. Uh, and Hulk looks down at the gas on the ground. Um, 
But then Hawk goes back to try to bend the bars. Eyes <laughs> uh, and and David puts on a gas mask as Caroline explains that the gas is making him weaker uh, or, and he shouldn't be able to bend the bars. But sure enough, he's able to bend them. Uh, <laughs> Hawk breaks free and he growls at David again and flexes at him. Which I thought was hilarious how he flexed at him. <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, I feel like it's obligatory at this point. He just has to do that when he comes through and he's you know defeated something even if it is just a couple of noodle bars he's still gonna go and flex those uh those sweaty desert muscles that he's got going (laughs) on it just shows that the paint don't run that paint that green paint is staying on for at least another 24 hours it's probably impossible to get off (laughs) well staying on in some situations as there's uh as in one of uh, in the the one of these scenes where there's a a, a um a, a, a metal um vault uh, vault on uh, the bit of his uh, his the paint on his hand rubs off on the uh, the side of the door. I did not catch that. That's awesome. <laughs> Hulk's just leaving green paint prints every once in a while. That's awesome. Yeah. Uh, so. Well, Hulk comes out of this this hypnosis frustrated, and he says he's too damn strong yeah. to be caged, even in my imagination. But yeah. Carolyn is so positive and encouraging and patient, and she calms him yeah. down. Yeah, she uh, she tells him that we got to build up slowly, which this is very similar to what uh, what my therapist says whenever I want to talk <laughs> about my trauma. He says we got to build up to it slowly they and i think this is a very similar situation which is really cool to see yeah uh, there being a very similar situation to what i'm dealing with in my life uh, i've with uh with what's in the uh, the hulk series oh hell yeah and there's yeah. moments there's moments where they talk about loss in this episode where i oh, i yeah. i relate to it fully and it's you know even a cheesy 70s sci-fi show can evoke a lot of emotion in me yeah. to just cuz you're just we're just talking about the same thing and these life lessons and stuff it's definitely very cool yeah, yeah so oh uh, um the uh carolina assures him that they will find an image strong enough for you to hold on to and David then says, "Okay, your turn." <laughs> right, as Caroline, uh, Caroline then narrates that we look at as we look into her body, going deeper and deeper. And as I wrote that, I realized how that sounds. <laughs> well, it doesn't sound nearly as bad as describing the uh, the ironically the foreign substance in her body as indians when uh, i'm sorry but well, this is their land I'm, first <laughs> well yes yes but i, I i'm won't i'm more won't so i'm more so saying like the uh, i'm more no, so saying deeper and deeper i know what deeper you meant. and deeper <laughs> i was trying to skim past that john i didn't want to dwell on the the deeper uh, and deeper into carolyn's body line but uh, you, you made us come back to it uh, oh uh, I, I i i wasn't going to change those uh change that note because i just thought it was really funny 
It's real. It happened. <laughs> I'd be interested to know because we get we get a lot more clips from what looks like because there's no way that the Hulk production uh, took time to make an old Western film at the same time. Yeah, they took clips not. from something, and I I, I don't not. I don't research this stuff yeah. because I assume you've got it in your notes or your. I, I don't actually have it. Uh, have oh my that. god! Because I was um, I was like, is this from there, a movie? Because it has to be. These scenes are too elaborate yeah. and too many stunt doubles and stuff. Uh, there was uh, I I do remember in the uh, in the wiki uh, the the um trivia that the uh, that um all of the scenes of their uh, of the a hurricane that happens later in the mm. episode those are taken from something else i had a feeling too i was like this looks spliced just like the earthquake ones right mm-hmm. these these look spliced from something else but know that these these elaborate visions that we're getting of her using this analogy to fight the uh the the foreign entity in her mm-hmm. uh, in her body we get these clips of a, an old western movie in black and white and everything and it it looks awesome but it's clearly taken from something else. And I'd, I'd love to know what it was. It's oh, yeah. yeah. Um, so, anyway. So the scene transitions to uh, uh, the wagon and the Indians scenario. Uh, 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 and Caroline narrates, one by one, the attackers are vanquished. The scene transitions back to real life and nurse, uh, nurse arrives uh, I have to get Caroline's latest biopsy the caroline tells him to take it to the patho- pathology right away and the all scene then transitions to them walking on the beach holding hands uh, hands and caroline says that i have a good feeling about this pathology report and uh, and me too david says <laughs> that that's a very healthy attitude they say, uh, they say at the same time, every day I'm getting better and better. <laughs> um, I, I wrote that uh, it's really cute. That I like them as a couple. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. So uh, they're and- not quite. They're not quite David and Elena, but they are second best. <laughs> I can. I can definitively say that I like her second best as far as love interest goes. Yeah. At least there was no no creepy scenes in the uh ends with uh with David and Elena. Yeah, yeah, seriously. There was he no like he breaking into her home, her house, <laughs> yeah, breaking into her home and then manipulating her with his celebrity uh, <laughs> to, to stay yeah. with her for a month. Like, what the hell? Yeah, <laughs> I live here now. Let me get you some lemon chicken. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, Caroline, something uh, says signed of which I may be hearing wrong, but I think she says that it sounds like we had the same father, which that felt like a really weird line to me. <laughs> Did you catch that? I think the same type of father is more. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I don't know what like, the reference okay, was. What are... what, what is this about? <laughs> I think we had the same father. Well, let's let's get, let's get married. <laughs> oh God! The laws aren't against that in Hawaii, are they? What are the laws here? <laughs> oh, that's up. Uh, oh, oh, let's see. This is the part. Did you, is this after the part where he talks about the being a boy who 
who misunderstood this, the temperatures? This is, I think, before that part of okay. art. Um, so, uh, uh, David responds, yeah, to the thing about the father, uh, and, uh They then see the uh, see the kid from earlier yes. who was amazed by Hulk. Yeah, and the boy starts imitating Hulk yeah. by growling and smashing a sandcastle. Yeah. I, I love absolutely that. love how cute this is. We saw, we witnessed the 1970s first ever Smash Trivia John right there. That's what we saw was uh, this little kid yes. going nuts with the Hulk seconds after hearing about him and uh, Im- imitating him in every, every way possible. Oh, this yeah. Is a super fan. First super fan. Oh, yeah. So, <laughs> um, and. David and Caroline, they both smile seeing this. And uh, um, Caroline said, again, I did not catch exactly what she said here, I th- uh, but I think she said, to be honest, I'm not having kids. <laughs> and, and David asks her, her if she's ever been married before. And she says, Almost. I wanted to wait before having kids. And David asked, uh, asked where is he now? And Caroline says that as Europe, they got married, has a couple of children. And she says that she wishes that she could have been married. Mm-hmm. She, uh, she says, what uh, a... Um, shame that uh, that most people don't take the time to appreciate a, a time till they are close to death yeah and david said uh, art laughing and says that i was just thinking and this is where he goes into a story about how when he was a little boy it mistaked the right temperature at which you should eat yeah he had the he had them backwards. He, he had it as like uh, instead of ninety six or whatever, it was it was sixty nine or whatever. And uh, so he, when he found out that his temperature was a hundred and hundred and two or something, he thought that he was so off uh, that he was uh, he thought he was dying at the age of ten, and his whole family was acting normally, like nothing was wrong, and and he thought that they had all been in on it and knew that he was dying, and they just didn't want to break it to him and. Mm-hmm. And the idea that he was uh, when he woke up the next day and he saw that sunrise, it was the sweetest yeah. thing he'd ever seen. I, I, I love that. I love the, the nerdiness of it, that he was like learning yeah. about science and the body and everything at the age of 10. And he was yeah. like fascinated by it. And he's he's so fascinated with the science while telling the story. I was yeah. I, I very much believe Bill Bixby's portrayal of uh, of of what I would call I... Bruce Banner. But yes, let's yeah. say David. so. <laughs> His uh, his family in this story, they acted totally normal, making him believe that they uh, uh, they knew he was a goner, but didn't want to let him in on it. Which yeah. is like, why do you think he would do that? Yeah, what do you? Your family's a bunch of like cruel, cruel. Yeah, things. that's really <laughs> awful. Yeah. Oh, uh, so yeah. I like that story a lot. Mm-hmm. So the uh, Ed, uh, he says that. So since then, uh, and he's always tried to take the time to smell flowers. Yeah, and we and he, hear you're gonna say something. 
I was going to say, and they have this tender moment where they're holding hands and she touches his face for a moment. They hold hands and walk down the beach. And then it's interrupted by a cut to a later scene where they have another conversation on the phone doing Chinese oh. voices, which I was yeah, so annoyed. So, I was like, no, don't go back a step. Yeah. yeah. So the, uh, I, they had, as they were, they held my hands walking down the beach, there was some lovey-dovey music uh, of like playing, which yeah, which was uh, which I think was really like the like kind of like symbolizing this is the start of them really getting into a deep relationship together. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, and uh, yeah, they uh, so um, and she said they got to a scene where they're talking on the phone. Yeah, they're talking about they're talking about groceries. They're talking about food, but she takes the time in this scene. The camera slowly pans in and Carolyn says, David, a lot of why I'm feeling better is because you're around. Mm -hmm. Now, if they they could easily have had that exact same dialogue line in the scene before in the on the beach walk, they could have easily just had her say that. But because of this happening over the phone where they're separated, I knew something was wrong. (laughs) Something was going to happen. What did you think in this moment? Uh, well, I for one, I was like, uh, like she's taking a while to allow to answer, to answer the door. Yeah, <laughs> there's yeah. this guy in the background uh, uh, knocking on the door, <laughs> and she's just like, like, no, 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 I'm gonna keep talking to you on the phone. <laughs> and oh, um, true, people don't wait around anymore. That would have been <laughs> that guy yeah, today. Nowadays, yeah. that guy would have been gone. Yeah, and David made a joke while uh, about it about like he's not around. Uh, um, yeah. He's in a phone booth, which I thought <laughs> that was actually a pretty funny joke. All back to his terrible phone booth experiences in the season one. Yeah. <laughs> he's like, man, I'm not afraid of phone booths anymore. <laughs> so the person at the uh, at the door gives her the report from pathology, and she slowly opens it obviously scared of what might be inside hide and dr maxwell calls her while she opens it and all of a sudden she drops the phone and we hear suspenseful music yeah the camera zooms in on her face and she's so shocked and traumatized Mm -hmm. she's obviously not happy but by what it says Uh, as we then see david comes home cherry he brought her daisies not knowing what just happened caroline uh, I, doesn't respond when he calls for her uh, uh, and david sees that the phone is hanging from a table and the papers are on the floor uh, or david picks up the up the papers and reads them he picks up uh, up the phone and calls dr maxwell he asks if what's on the paper is true uh-oh, that the, de- the disease has advanced uh, into an extreme level. Yeah, and, and life Dr. expectancy Max- is calling for two to three weeks. Yep. Dead. And Dr. Maxwell asks if she's there. David says no. And Dr. Uh, Maxwell tells him to give her a message uh, uh, to tell her, and then David hangs up. David runs outside calling her name. He finds a little boy on the beach uh, age, and the little boy says that she drove off uh, off, and he point, uh, points him in the right direction. And so he then see uh, he, 
Caroline is on the highway and she's going a hundred miles per hour. Yep. yep. She is she is living living large, like she's got no care in the world because these are her last days on earth. She's mm-hmm. getting rowdy and uh what's the word? Devil may care attitude. Mm-hmm. That's what she's got now. Yep. You know, so this highway that she's on, uh, on, even though this is supposed to be a Hawaii, this is quite obviously California where they film this. <laughs> How can you tell? Well, I can tell, uh, 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 though I've never been to Hawaii, uh, to Hawaii or California, uh, the re- reason I can tell is because I recognize this highway <laughs> from GTA 5. Ah! <laughs> that's amazing which i know you played gta 5 as well oh, so, yes. I'm, uh, yep. so i wouldn't be uh, a surprise if you recognize that as well <laughs> that's awesome that makes perfect sense i mean there were a lot of scenes in previous episodes that could not have possibly taken place in uh in in the cities that they were claiming to uh which yeah. makes you know, yeah. for, for Which, you know, shooting purposes. I mean, even Seinfeld didn't wasn't shot yeah. in New York. I do find a fight how they they didn't even try to like mask that that's <laughs> this is obviously uh, a California like outside of Los Angeles. Well, GTA Five hadn't come out yet, so <laughs> yeah, we didn't all we didn't all have that knowledge of the landscape. <laughs> <laughs> uh, this is the funky times. This is the yeah. the music we get. A shot of Carolyn entering the closest bar to her home, essentially. This this mm-hmm. disco club and this funky 70s awesome yeah. place that she's going to sit down and have a couple drinks. And she's accepting yeah. her fate and she's ready to party and she orders yeah. a Mai Tai and she mm. orders another and David's yeah. driving around aimlessly mm. trying to find her. Real, oh, real quick. Uh, I, um, since we mentioned uh, in GTA 5, I do want to uh, say, you know, you can, uh, uh, you know, if you want to, uh, uh, you can watch this a video on Keith's YouTube channel of his mom playing GTA 5. <laughs> true. Very true. And we can post that in the, <laughs> in the Twitter. Yeah, my mom uh, had never doesn't play video games. Anymore, oh, that, that video was hilarious. It's a good time. It's a good time. She's a sweet lady. She never knew that she'd have so much fun causing so much havoc and destruction hey. with a city bus. <laughs> it's a really good time. I have I have fun causing destruction with a city bus too in GTA Five. <laughs> exactly. You never you never know until you until you try it. You know. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah. So um, I can tell the next part if you want. Oh. So this place that she stops at, uh, it's called Swingers. And inside, uh, as you said, the pe- there are people dancing. and It's Caroline called Swingers? Them. Yep. That's, <laughs> that's amazing. Uh, I didn't so realize that. She gets a table and she, and she tells the, uh, the, uh, the waiter that I'll get double something. And he yeah. suggests a Mai Tai. She says, perfect. It, it's so and at this point, I, I wrote out, what what is this place? I I think this might be the most seventies looking place I we've know. had on the show. I know. I the if you ever wanted I, to if you ever wondered what decade this takes place in, this episode spells it out very well. Oh yeah, <laughs> I don't think I've ever seen in a bar uh, are that 
there are people just dancing around in it. It's like this. Uh, it's like this tiny version of a nightclub, I guess. Yeah, yeah. It's like a waterfront nightclub because everything on her little stretch of highway is on the water. Except the people uh, are right? uh, people. Uh, yeah. Oh, except the people are uh, are going to dance in the middle of the day and uh, uh, day. yeah. Yeah, Which I don't think most people spot. go to. <laughs> no, they don't. They don't. That, that just—I thought that was really interesting. Yeah, yeah. And and, and the, the type of people you expect to see at those kind of places are exactly the type of people that she meets. And the guy mm-hmm. with a with a shirt open so far that it might as well have a fly saunters over to her with a drink in hand and several gold chains around his neck, and he simply says. Hello, I'm Brad. And invites himself to sit with her. And she laughs and said, Oh, yes, you probably are. <laughs> I love that. I love that line. <laughs> and they smile at each other. And Brad is kind of they're, they're kind of cutting it up on the dance floor soon after, and they're dancing with each other, and the vision's getting mm-hmm. blurry because clearly Carolyn has had some drinks and it's catching up. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And so we then uh, uh they dance together some and we see a david stop on the side of the road and david turns his car around and immediately finds this dancing bar that she's at <laughs> yeah, through there's the a homing beacon i think he, i think he basically figures i chalked it up to him figuring that she needed she could use a drink after the shitty news she got mm-hmm. so the closest outlet was this shitty dive bar Though she had, uh, though she had before, just drove past this yeah, place. Yeah, I think it took him some time to come to that logical uh, <laughs> conclusion. Yeah. You know, so, uh, he runs inside. Uh, I and he asks the waiter if he's seen her. The waiter says that she left with this guy and another couple. He doesn't know where they went though. Uh, no, David asks not. if there's uh, there's anyone who might know where they went, and then the scene uh, transitions to Caroline at, at a house with the, uh, those other people, and the other uh, the other girl who's there, so, uh, there says that this place is a trip, and <laughs> Caroline agrees. Is the two girls start dancing with Brad? Yeah. Um, <laughs> I so this point at this point Carolyn is so drunk that it's just one sarcastic line after another with these guys oh. and I love it. I was I was more into Carol this this point where she was just fucking with these guys for verbally. She didn't give a shit about where she was. She didn't who care who she was with. She mm-hmm. just kept saying things like like the other woman was like, "Aren't they gorgeous?" and she's like, "Oh yes, their chest hair is so neatly brushed." <laughs> That's really fucking funny. <laughs> and then she she's going on like like brad and her and, and the other woman the unnamed woman are spinning in a circle that made me feel dizzy and uh carolyn kind of makes fun of brad's beautiful hair she says how come i never get my hair to look like this he's i'm just lucky i guess and uh, they talk about woofers and sound systems and and they're gonna go mm-hmm. out to the hot tub yeah, and then and Brad uh, uh, tells the other guy who's there after the two girls uh, head to the hot tub that they can get the cheap stuff out now. Yeah, and I <laughs> this part made me laugh so hard because <laughs> he says we can get the cheap stuff out, and the other guy, nameless guy at this point, mm-hmm. says I can dig it, and he puts his hand out. Did for the other a guy fight. ever get a name? 
No, no, he did not. <laughs> so I've been, I've been, I am calling him the "I can dig it" guy for the rest of the episode. Oh, but this guy goes, "I can dig it," and he puts his hand out for a for a low five. Yeah. I've heard parodies of this kind of language used. I've heard Disco Stew from The Simpsons say, "I can dig it." But it's really weird to hear it said in response to such a mundane thing. Like, mm-hmm. we can get the cheap stuff out now. I can dig it. Like, yeah. if you're saying it like, yeah. okay, don't. <laughs> he's, he's basically just saying like, these two sleazeballs are probably renting this extravagant beach house mm-hmm. front property, uh, beachfront property together in Hawaii to bring drunk women home. And in the daytime, oh, yeah. I imagine that they are bickering about things like this, like he's that guy will say that to anything like he's like where'd this morning papers go, paper go and he just says i can dig it and he says you can dig what do you even know what that means and you the guy know. just looks sad and he's like i'll i'm gonna fly home early tomorrow i i <laughs> think it's funny though how they uh, so they're like oh we can get the cheap stuff out now because they're already drunk I think yeah. that I think Caroline at least would have cared if they got the cheap stuff out of the beginning. They she Absolutely. was uh, she uh, uh, she just wanted to get drunk. She didn't give a shit. Yeah, they are they are con artists. They are pickup artists. Oh, yeah. So they're shitty people. And uh, yeah, uh, so, yeah. Oh, uh, I and I wrote at this point, and this was literally right before David arrived. I wrote, "This feels extremely sketchy. I hope that David gets here soon." Yeah. Knock, knock. And knock. so, oh, <laughs> he arrives at the house. Uh, Alice knocks on the door, telling the two guys he's trying to see his, uh, e his friend Caroline, uh, Ein, and they try. I uh, saying that she's busy. Hey, but David sees her uh, upstairs. Uh, dropping her glass as the pain has returned uh, and the, the two guys try saying well there you've seen her you can go now yeah david they... <laughs> obviously does not leave here yeah obvi- david says uh look she's very sick i need to take her home and oh, they yeah. say she's fine and she's staying here meanwhile she's falling down to the floor further david pushes past them brad trying to stop him but I can dig it guy comes in in a clinch and he pops a cork right into Brad's throat by accident and shame champagne foam spurts everywhere. I love that part. So they knocked uh, he, how he got, uh, uh, he was able to sneak past him was because of that champagne. uh, I ain't getting knocked in front of like, what, what what just happened there? How did, why did they just throw uh, the I can dig it guy sucks. That's what I'm telling you. The I can dig it guy fucked up big time. He's going to hear about it the next day. He's going to be sleeping on the couch after that shit. That guy doesn't get bedroom privileges anymore. (laughs) So, uh oh, David runs upstairs and the, uh, but then the two guys try grabbing uh, uh, him and they throw him around before for a bit before finally throwing him from the balcony into a table downstairs. Mm-hmm. Brad tells the other guy to go down and show our guest out. The other guy uh, heads down, coughing as he walks, which I uh, which I was thinking at this moment that that was going to mean something, but no, it's just just, just happened to be coughing as he walked. Um, and uh, and upon uh, on getting to the table wreckage, Hulk emerges from it which i absolutely loved how they didn't show him and transforming they just had him emerge yeah he was under that big ass table he was transforming under there it was such a huge coffee that was really cool that Uh, was awesome and that far out lady she was just like 
he gets thrown as David through the banister onto the coffee table. And that lady just goes far out. And then he bursts out from underneath. And the same lady goes far out. Like she's just, she has no other thoughts in her head. And we get a Hulk jump. Yes. So, uh, uh, um, first Hulk grabs the guy, throws him over the bar. The, The guy tries to throw a bottle at him. But it uh, it doesn't hurt Hulk, yeah. and interestingly, the bottle doesn't break. Yeah, I noticed that too. I was like, "That's a really thick vodka bottle." Yeah, yeah. Oh, so uh, Hulk grabs a chair, throws it at him, and then uh, and uh, Hulk turns his attention to Brad, and he jumps up to the second floor. Uh oh, and the other uh, girl is up up there. The far out girl is amazed <laughs> by Hulk. Hulk, and I'm pretty sure that Hulk flexes at her. Oh, yeah. He flexes at her, and that's why she goes, far out! Which <laughs> is hilarious. Oh, yeah. yeah. And then Brad yeah. picks up a lamp, walks over mm-hmm. to him. It's pretty, but Hulk it breaks just immediately <laughs> breaks it. He grabs Brad by his luscious golden locks, and then suddenly they kind of come off real easy. <laughs> yeah. He's Brad turns out to be bald as an eagle, and Hulk yeah. looks confused at this yeah, wad of just, hair his, in his fist. Re- uh, Hulk's reaction to this is just so hilarious. He's just like, <laughs> "What the hell?" Yep. And then Hulk shoves bald, I mean Brad, uh, into the bathroom, <laughs> and Hulk grabs yeah. Carolyn and leaps to safety. Yeah. Fuck Brad. Um. When he threw uh, uh, Brad into the toilet, uh, it, it just made it, or did it crush the toilet? I'm pretty sure he th- he fell through a toilet or a sink. I'm pretty sure it was the toilet. Yeah, uh, I was like, wow, that was a strong throw. He crushed, <laughs> yeah. he crushed the toilet. He, he like palmed his five head and just pushed him directly <laughs> backward into the toilet. Yeah, yeah. Uh, as he grabs Caroline and they jump down. And as this happens. We got our damn Hulk kicked shot. <laughs> yes, there has to be one every premiere episode at least. <laughs> so uh, oh, oh, the other guy th- throws another uh, uh, bottle at Hulk <laughs> yeah. as he's walking away. And so Hulk turns around, growls at him, and then puts uh, uh, Caroline down so that he can fight. And to make sure that these guys do not get their deposit back when he, when they leave this rental, because they do not own this place. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so Hulk grabs the fireplace with a lit fire and throws it at him. And the fireplace Choice. breaks a support beam, causing the upstairs to start falling. Oh, and the and uh, the upstairs entirely falls, and the two people up there uh, hang on to stuff as to not fall. Yeah, and Hawk leaves with uh, Caroline. I felt kind of bad for Far Out Lady, but uh, you know, because she was just hanging and dangling from yeah. the floor above, she didn't really do anything wrong. But you know, mm-hmm. she wasn't all that concerned with David's uh, well-being when he was thrown from a banister. So fuck her; she's yeah. fine, I'm sure. Yeah, they're definitely fine. They, like these people are so scared of falling, even though oh, it's only like a three or four foot drop. Very true. Very true. Like, and so it's just hilarious how uh, how like they they it looks like they're scared that they're gonna die if they let go. It's like 
you're not gonna die there's like there's literally not even a full person in most people uh, people's cases uh, is of distance to the ground very true very true uh, so Caroline uh, Ion starts waking up still in pain uh, and Hulk doesn't know what to do so he looks around uh, looks in both directions for help but there's no one Hulk puts his hand behind her to prop it up and then turns back to David the and the scene cuts to David putting her in bed and wiping her face off uh, off and um Caroline tells him I'm sorry and then and she also says something else but I didn't catch what she said here uh, um and I'm not sure either I don't remember yeah they yeah. Uh, and they then start kissing and in the morning uh, uh and David uh, Ed wakes up and she's not there uh, and he freaks out uh, out and he starts running around looking for her and he finds that she's down at the beach playing frisbee with the kid um and so David walks down to the beach and just watches them smiling for a bit at the frisbee gets knocked by the wind as the kid and uh, and as the kid goes after it it caroline gets sad but then quickly gets happy again it seems i think she's looking at the fact that the the kid symbolizes a lot for mm-hmm. the fragility of life the youth the youth that she maybe felt she missed out on and the fact that she knows she doesn't have long for this world so yeah. especially those three weeks that she was just given like two to three weeks um so she's she's missing those days um when she had her whole life ahead of her type yeah. of thing i think that's what it yeah, is fine. it's like she's joyous that he's having a good time but she's also like super depressed yeah, about it so yeah. i um conflict after uh, after a little bit uh, I, I wrote down Okay, this is getting a bit creepy. Them watching the kid for so long like this. This is, this is getting a little bit creepy. It's uh, it's whatever. It's the local kid. This kid doesn't clearly have any parents that are interested in hanging out with him. So uh, they'll take him on and they'll they'll you know watch him in case just in case his parents ever decide to show the fuck up when he's playing in the water at the age of ten with waves that could kill him. Oh yeah. <laughs> David walks up to Caroline and puts his arms around her to comfort her. And David tells her, marry me. (laughs) And Caroline makes a joke about making an honest woman out of her and says, touching gesture. And David tells her, (laughs) it's not a gesture. And um, Caroline says, it doesn't make sense. Um, David tells it, but it would make me happy for however long there is. And yeah. she asks, why? Uh, I'm, so David tells her a story about a man between two tigers on a tree branch that's breaking and that there was a wild strawberry uh, uh, that uh, he reached out to grab. Oh, but they and they tell each other that, uh, that they love the other and hug. The next we see them right outside the house as they put uh, a, fo- a flower necklaces on each other for the wedding, and we see them driving, uh, Iving, and then this uh, we get 
the ceremony, which is at the front of a mansion. Mm-hmm. How do they afford a mansion wedding? <laughs> that seems like a really expensive wedding. It, it could be one of the, as someone who is currently planning like a wedding, I think it could be like a photo opportunity or a ceremonial thing mm-hmm. that some mansions, what they'll do when they have no real other purpose other than being a gigantic home for not enough people to live in um, or everybody could live in it uh, and they won't bother mm-hmm. giving those homes to someone. Um, they'll, they'll rent out the property and they'll be like, oh, wouldn't this make a great fancy backdrop for a wedding? And that, that'll be a oh, service no. they provide. So I bet you it's pretty yeah. cheap. Uh, oh, <laughs> they got okay. a few mansions like that where I live where it's like you can just rent out just standing in front of it. <laughs> you oh, can't no. go in. You can't even use their bathroom, but you can have a wedding ceremony in front of it. I don't know. There's not really much point in explaining the wedding ceremony. It's it's a pretty it's pretty normal wedding stuff. It's about what everybody already knows of what a, a wedding is. There's some um, like foggy. There's some like foggy camera uh, techniques, and there's some slow mo, and there's some fast mo, and there's some mm-hmm. a lot of flowers being thrown around. Yeah, I know what you mean. <laughs> uh, the um, we see they signed a certificate of marriage. I'm wondering how that works when your husband is legally dead. <laughs> he definitely signed it, uh, David uh, Benton, and which is no one... which is not even a legal name. <laughs> so how is that going to work? We're past legalities, man. He's practicing without a license. The motherfucker <laughs> is just breaking rules left, right, and center. He, he he's running around the, the 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 country, turning into a green monster, and nobody needs to know about it. It's uh, it's the least of his problems. After the wedding, we we see Caroline in more pain, and they they make some jokes, uh, Oaks, then about uh, how they should say their names, uh, names, their last names, uh, names, and then they hug and then say that they gotta get to work uh, again. We then see uh, a hawk in a vault this time in the mindscape the ape and david i like that progression a lot i like that it was vault this time that was cool yeah david walks around the vault uh, alt um sort of like how he walked around caroline's house uh, <laughs> earlier in the episode it's Shady not really call out, it, it's not really as <laughs> creepy this time but uh, i'm Calling out David for being shady like two hours ago. <laughs> I love it. Oh, that's a, uh, oh, um, Caroline assures him that he can't get out. That out, Hawk is getting closer to getting out, but uh, but uh, Caroline keeps assuring uh, David. Um, and David looks proud at the vault, hmm. but then immediately after looking proud, Hawk breaks the door down. And uh, David shouts, no, no, he's getting out. Uh, and Hawk growls at him. Uh, and, but then back in the real world, Caroline says, yes, but it took him much longer this time. Mm-hmm. We and see he, them. He looks a lot less convinced this time around. Yeah. He, looks, he looks a little more uh, skeptical that this is going yeah. to ever work. Mm-hmm. Which makes sense, uh, as after uh, er, not working all these times and eyes, uh, yeah, and how many faith. times he's tried to uh, 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 defeat Hulk, uh, it's never worked. Yeah, yeah, it makes sense that he would lose uh, his faith in anything working. 
Mm-hmm. Um, so the uh oh, we see them eat outside while listening to Mozart. Uh art and David is either wearing some really short shorts or no pants at all. Those are short feels, shorts, baby. <laughs> it feels weird seeing his legs. When you're listening to Mozart and you're feeding your betrothed or your new bride strawberries while in your short shorts, I think you're allowed to wear the shortest shorts you want. Um, they made it they just, made this scene look wait, like they had just joined a country club that I but I don't I, I don't have a problem with this scene at all. I just it's just after us never even seeing him in shorts in general, uh, oh, it just feels weird seeing yep. him uh, in, uh, in so much of his legs. <laughs> and you're like, oh shit, maybe he's caked. <laughs> and you're like, oh, do I want to see the Hulk in short shorts? And you're like, ah, it's never going to happen. Yeah, never going to happen. Uh, but yeah, I, I thought that, was, that transition was very strange. Uh, yeah. And then, and then he introduces her to a new chemotherapy serum that he has made up yeah. himself. Um, that's uh, I would nickname the cavalry chemo. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, we see the wagon and Indian scenario again. She explains. So this time uh, I'm the um the help. A new drug is on the way. They sit together uh, uh, inside, and David does his John Wayne impression again. They're uh, and they're very happy. Hope they're hoping this new drug and the, the um hypnotherapy is working. Uh, and the next, uh, we next see that Walt. Uh, I'll see while David is looking at the microscope. Caroline starts shouting his name outside, and so David comes running. She's in the water trying to save the little boy from drowning. This is where I wrote, where the hell are this kid's parents? Like, yes. Why are they forever in charge of taking care of this kid? They're playing Frisbee with him. They're saving him from his life and death experiences. What the shit is going mm-hmm. on with this kid's parents? Whatever. Definitely. Yeah. So um, the, uh, the two of them put him on the beach and... Caroline says uh, uh, so he must have been flipped over by a wave and David goes to call a, a paramedic as Caroline tries to blow air into his lungs uh, and I find it really funny how you can tell that the boy is conscious because uh, because Caroline <laughs> doesn't even have to keep his mouth open he is opening it and closing it as she uh, as she breathes into it. I was not noticed. I didn't notice that at all. That's awesome. <laughs> That's amazing. Yeah, yeah. Like every time uh, she pulled her uh, her mouth away from him, uh, and his mouth closed. Oh, uh, so that it, uh, and then he just opened it back up as she went back down to uh, 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 breathe into his mouth. <laughs> it was like. It's, I don't think that that would be what would be happening here. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't. Even, it's amazing. Damn, damn, man! You noticed a lot this episode. <laughs> I'm gonna pay more attention. Oh, <laughs> uh, so uh, oh. Next, we see uh, a David brought Caroline a drink as she's getting in bed, uh, and, and David says that the boy will be fine. And um, David starts saying how. 
He doesn't think that was good for her. She stops him saying, don't be a doctor, be a husband. It's a lot more fun. (laughs) As she pulls him under the blanket. I think we all know what they were doing. And they start, as they said, playing doctor, which made me (laughs) throw up a little in my mouth. But yes, they start having the sex. And I'm not sure that he's done that with anybody uh, before. And we have never, you know, at least this day, this this banner can have sex. Unlike uh, Edward Norton. Norton. Yes. And I mean, there's no confirmation whether Mark Wahlberg, Mark Wahlberg, (laughs) jeez. You know who I mean. (laughs) Yes, I know what you mean. (laughs) Why can't I remember his name in the moment? What's going on? Mark Mark Ruffalo. Ruffalo. (laughs) Mark Ruffalo's banner can i assume he'd be fine uh, with having sex i don't know edward norton cannot i I imagine he probably i i I imagine it doesn't it it doesn't work exactly in the same way with uh with uh, with mark ruffalo i mean if this is supposed to be you go ahead i I know it it is supposed to be the same hawk but exactly uh, but He's learned. If it, uh, it if this were are exactly the same, you know, I I feel like some uh, some things uh, things would uh, happen once uh, happen when he uh, he takes a shower with uh, uh with Scarlett Johansson, <laughs> the actress, not the character. <laughs> yeah, 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 for sure. I, I can't imagine it probably it works the same way or he might have turned into the hawk in the shower yeah that's true there might not be enough room in that shower <laughs> that is hawkeye's house so i can't imagine they've planned for that <laughs> yeah uh, fair enough i can't imagine uh, i can't imagine the in play process hawkeye be like all right we gotta, uh, uh, we gotta make sure that the uh, <laughs> shower is big enough for if uh, if a hawking beast gets excited. <laughs> Somebody's gonna play hide the hide the zucchini. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, and then we get a- some uh, some David ba- David Banner nightmares, where yes. he um, has all the memories. Um, it would appear that Hulk remembers all the times that David tried to contain him. Because the hypnosis treatments uh, are showing up in his in his dreams and nightmares as yeah. he's kind of turning into the Hulk. So they walk yes. into the desert, David calmly leading the Hulk this time, keeping yeah. a steady pace behind him. The dream turns mm-hmm. into David's same dream as before of his wife, his first wife, mm-hmm. uh, and then shifts into sweet memories that he made with Carolyn in mm-hmm. the past few months. We can assume that they've been together months now, right? Yeah, with him and I guess. Yeah, I mean, it I would guess like, so. Yeah, so and then, uh, well, no, uh, no, it won't be months because uh, because she had seven to eight weeks left to live uh, at oh, the start. Right. Okay, so it's been weeks. As yeah, to, weeks. Okay. Fair enough. Um, the dream oh, then man. transitions into Carolyn waving goodbye to him and getting on a Greyhound bus with the Grim Reaper driving. Yes. Which I thought was both was terrifying like, wow. and funny. I was like, "Oh yeah, damn, yeah. this is dark." Yeah, that and, was, uh, yeah, yeah, I love that. Yeah, um, so, she's yeah. driving away and she's waving to him out the back of mm-hmm. the bus, and there's these ominous tones being sung by this choir. It's very terrifying, very ominous. And uh, yeah. David's chasing after the bus, 
and uh, the bus is going to the other side, uh, assuming, assumedly. Mm-hmm. Um, and it flashes to the flaming car accident and back to Carolyn and then mm-hmm. over to other and replaying moments uh, from his past. And the tension and the terror is building and David is screaming in agony and terror. And we finally see David's eyes open white yeah. and glowing in anger. Yeah. And he's transforming in the bed next to Carolyn. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like I literally, while those those nightmares were happening, I was uh, like, I literally broke down while they were happening. Hmm, I wonder if he's gonna wake up as Hulk. And I was right, he is turning into Hulk as he wakes up. That was one of the few moments that I unfortunately saw in the precap, and I saw uh, him just next to her in bed as the Hulk, and I was like, ah, shit, I know it's gonna happen now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So um caroline uh, uh, gets out of the bed scared uh, and this and um this is a long time that they had david actually in the uh, a hawk makeup which i absolutely love them having uh, him in the hawk makeup for a while sure. before it turned into lou yeah um so uh, uh the suspense is through the roof in the scene hawk yep. gets up from the bed tears his uh, his pajama uh, top off and yeah. smashes the uh, the nightstand he starts fucking that bedroom up <laughs> oh yeah. yeah caroline leaves the room hawk throws a chair into the uh, the wall which exploded something i wasn't exactly sure what it exploded oh it was the, the tv wall. He threw the t- he threw oh. a chair into the tv the chair leg went into the tv screen and it sparked yeah okay and then he like walks by the bed frame and he bends a part of it that looks like a gold golden painted piece of hose that's attached to the rest of the golden bed frame which i thought was really cool because he just like it clearly was just that one part of the bed frame that you're not really supposed to look at and it just convincingly bends like Mm -hmm. as if he just bent a piece of metal it was very smart the way oh yeah like for, for a three second part you know what i mean yeah yeah, he, he throws the mattress off the bed, smashes the glass table, and then Caroline comes back to the door, and so Hawk turns and starts slowly walking towards her. This is where he bends uh, ends the frame, uh, aim, and this is probably the most terrifying we've ever seen Hawk. Yeah. Like, in, in, any, in any adaptation I've seen, I think this might be the most terrifying that Hawk's been. Because you gotta wonder, like, is this is this because of that dream would suggest this Hulk is mad because he's being slowly contained better and better mm-hmm. by Bruce and yeah. uh, or not Bruce, David and Caroline. So they're, they're getting better at containing him. So maybe that's why he's so rageful. Uh, and yeah. he's, he's kind of like, would, you're the one so. to stop me. Yeah. Oh, oh and he's, uh, and he's particularly mad at Caroline because Caroline's the one telling, uh, telling, David all again these all these ideas in in David's head and um and I but imagine she, it also is not helping in this situation that uh, that Caroline keeps being like David David yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's not freaking David <laughs> it's not talking to David she never learns that that he doesn't respond kindly to that but yeah. somehow she coerces him over to her side so she can take a sample of his tissue. Yeah, um, with whatever the hell that Aww. piece of dev- that device was. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. She get uh, she gets this, uh, the the uh, sample, 
and she and he then uh, and understandably throws her off of him onto the bed mm-hmm. uh, and she keeps telling him it's all right it's all right and then she says i'm sorry i hurt you david <laughs> um and then we uh we cut to uh ooh, caroline looking in the microscope as david walks uh in and holding his hurt arm mm-hmm. and caroline tells david i want to show you something and david asks where did you get this? Yeah. Uh, is, and he doesn't remember last night at all. <laughs> holding uh, uh holding her hand because she uh, because he notices the bruise on her uh her hand and uh, and and he figures out that it was from Hulk. Caroline tells him, I know we haven't controlled him yet, but we got the tissue sample and she shows in the microscope. She says your metabolism is six times normal oh and so david says we got to start our experiment quickly to combine the cell tissue with yours and caroline is starting uh, uh caroline now is starting to have slurred speech as uh, she tells him that she already has several different media for it to grow in and it should prosper in one of them yeah she's acting manic She's excited to be so close to a trial with the Hulk sample, but she's she's acting. Yeah. David's concerned with how mm-hmm. she's her behavior has changed. Yeah. And then the next thing, uh, next thing, which is a sign that has been going on for a little while now, but I uh, I did not write anything down of it because I until this moment I uh, in the episode I didn't think it was of any uh, any particular anything meaningful. Uh, oh. Um, there's a hurricane happening outside. Yeah, it feels uh, like I, it came out of left Dr. Fields. Yeah. So, uh, oh, there's um, a joke. Is there, is there? Never mind. <laughs> Her last name's Fields. Uh, I was guessing, uh, I was guessing <laughs> the left arm of the doc of uh, Bruce, or David, uh, uh, David, and the but <laughs> it what Eric got cut by, uh, uh by. I Caroline. Fair, fair. <laughs> the hurricane warning comes up. <laughs> so, yeah, we hear a warning on the on the radio about it. Uh, uh, we also see uh, uh, see like it from a space station uh, Asian, which was a really weird. See the space station uh, thing in it. It was. Um. <laughs> so. Fair. Then uh, and then Caroline goes over to uh, uh, David, mad because the radio and the TV aren't working, but the wind is really picking up. Yeah, and David tells her, "You look pale. Your uh, your symptoms are accelerating since you saved the boy." And Caroline gets mad at him, asking, "What the hell did you expect me to do? Let him drown?" Exactly. And Caroline starts uh, crying, and David goes to comfort her. And she asks, "Where do we stand?" Uh, and as he says that your cells seem to be acting positively in cohabitation with mine. Um, he tells her that he thinks in a sterilized environment like a hospital, we can win the battle against this disease. Uh, and so Caroline says, "I think we better hurry." Uh, I, 
Um, David calls the hospitals uh, so that they expect them, uh, um, and then they start uh, are driving. Oh, they, or they get to their car to start driving through uh, the storm to get there. They hear on the radio in the car, uh, since they haven't heard anything about this hurricane uh, and because their radio and the TV weren't working inside, that both the, uh, the roads are flooded and, uh, and how this is a hurricane. And this scares Caroline, but David still obviously tries to drive them there. Caroline has the pain again as they're, uh, they're driving and David holds her hand saying, it's not far now. Uh-oh, and Caroline starts shouting, David, David, as she opens the door and falls out. She starts uh, uh, running away from David and David runs after her. David gets hit by a car. He keeps running now limping uh, and Caroline runs down an alley as an electrical box is breaking off the side of a building. And, and, and Caroline gets past it, but David is, uh, is stuck behind it. Uh, it um, Caroline, uh, I, as she keeps running, says, I, I, and I, this is what I think she says. I'm not entirely sure because uh, uh, I couldn't hear her quite well with the rain, but I think she said, help me. Yeah, yeah, I think she does. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and mm-hmm. David basically, like, he's essentially in the water next to that transformer, the electrical box mm-hmm. that fallen. I'm pretty sure he's getting shocked. Yes. Um, and the Hulk transform comes out of this anger, comes out of this moment, easily lifts the transformer and tosses it out of the way. Yeah. Um, yeah. And Caroline's still calling out for David. Pretty sure she's having a seizure. Um, oh, I assume yeah. she's shaking and unable to yell his name. And Hulk bends some bars to get to her uh, and he holds her in his arms. She calms down long enough to say goodbye, essentially. Mm -hmm. Um, She says, at least we never gave up trying. I'll miss you, David. And then she dies in the Hulk's arms. Yeah. Mm -hmm. The Hulk hugs her close in the wind and the rain. I like that a lot. Yeah, he he just keeps holding her as as she dies in his arms and Hulk turns back to David, still holding her tightly. Uh, and um, then the scene transitions to the uh, the little boy who on the now debris covered beach. Each uh, and the boy sees David sitting with a packed bag and decides to go over and sit with him. The boy asks if uh, if his wife is here, and David tells him, "No, she died." Uh, and he asks if it was the storm. David said that she'd been very sick. The boy asked if uh, asked well, uh, she was a doctor, right? David says yes. The boy tells him that he wants to become a, uh, um, a doctor when he grows up. That maybe he can find a cure for what she, uh, made her sick. Um, that, uh, that he wouldn't even have been around to try if she hadn't saved his life. And the... Uh, the boy gets up, tells him how his mother uh, or says, people never die as long as somebody remembers them. And the lonely man music uh, starts playing as the boy walks away from David. And the episode ends as David sits there crying. And he sits there in contemplation 
it's a very sweet moment a very oh yeah because like like this to me is like when david experiences trauma he's also experiencing examples in his life about of how to be a hero because carolyn um fields is a great example now of someone else who was trying to do things right but also was on a ticking clock and still chose to risk her life to save the life of another um still chose to take time with teaching david the the hypnosis things that could make him then maybe prolong his life and and help other people like there's a lot of things reflecting like the people that he meets he's basically learning more and more how to be a hero um and maybe how to look at hulk as a hero too but it's like if she didn't even try to save that boy even though it could then prolong or ruin her chances of surviving um then there's no reason for him to get rid of the hulk when he could be saving people with him so it's Mm -hmm. like this nice little hero lesson that i think is uh important to the episode it's one of the reasons i love this episode what do you think um, yeah i uh, i so i think this is a great episode i i definitely want i wouldn't say it's my favorite though oh um i think there's a lot to love in this episode especially hulk and david actually interacting with each other yes but the one thing that i didn't really like was how slow the episode felt uh, mm-hmm. um and it it's a lot more like sad and romantic drama than a regular Hawk episode. And I'm, and I'm not really a big fan of those kinds of movies. So I don't, uh, uh, so even though I think it was made really well, uh, uh, it's not like something that I would, uh, uh, that I would uh, probably really want out out of a Hawk episode, but even though I, I do think it was done really well um the i think the ending was fantastic with that little boy on the beach yeah that that wise prophetic 10 year old oh yeah why did he know so much why was that kid Uh, so good and (laughs) i i love how we got a hell of a lot of hawk in this episode yeah we did yeah um and i think this is only the second time that a character died in the show, I believe. And it also happened to be a love interest and in a premiere, which I found that in- interesting, which yeah. I also, uh, I, I kind of wonder if that's going to become a tradition that there's, uh, that <laughs> the only times there'll be people who die will be in premieres. Makes you wonder. Yeah. And, and the other thing too is like, he's gone through so much. Like he's already mm-hmm. kind of lost two wives. <laughs> because of elena being so integral to his life and his studies and his work and her being someone he could trust with the hulk knowing about the hulk and everything and and everything that started out the whole show and yet he lost her right away and now this is kind of i feel like this was kind of a reset or a tease to like i say like i said earlier to kind of let new um viewers know what the stakes are and what kind of show it was going to be oh yeah and kind of like we kind of got like a retcon um, of how his relationship with his wife happened too, because you you come into the show in season one, and his whole relationship with his, with his wife has already happened and gone. 
because mm-hmm. she's gone already. And so you never see him happy with a wife like that. And then you get this uh, yeah. example of a new wife um, that is also helping him with his cause and also a scientist and all these other commonalities like Elena. Like, mm-hmm. uh, like it's just, it's very... It's almost like a little reset that they get to do, but the the stakes have never been higher as far as him trying to uh, not cure himself so much as cope and treat his uh, his illness or his difficulty. Um, but it's it, I, I I wouldn't say it's my favorite episode either. I would say that it's it gave me so many things that the premiere the first pilot episode maybe didn't, um, but as well as. Um, it wasn't quite as fun as your your typical middle episode either. So there, there's some yeah. fun points. I love the I love him yeah. beating up the disco sleaze balls. Uh, <laughs> that's a good time. The whole disco sleaze ball scene in general, and and Carolyn making fun of them and her sarcastic tone, like oh yeah, it really put uh, Carolyn is uh, fields uh, ahead as far as one of my favorite love interests that he's had. Um, yeah. I'm, excited, I'm excited to see definitely uh, like a hundred times better than the uh, than the love interest of the finale of the season one yes yes uh, agreed I, I found that woman to be a little a little nauseating at times but they did have some nice beach moments just like Carolyn and him did anyways yeah, they, <laughs> it was just a different beach Hawaii just has apparently better beaches than what was that uh, Texas was it uh texas there you go texas beach there you go any any texas fans of the podcast can come for me uh hawaii's better deal with it this is coming from a canadian who's never been to either so (laughs) (laughs) you can take that for what it might not be (laughs) anyways no i i enjoyed this episode but as you say it's it's not uh my favorite either um it's a great start to season two yeah. Do you understand what I mean, though? Like it, it being like a bit slow and it doesn't feel like a Hawk episode. Like it, like, uh, yeah. I would say, like, it, uh, like it feels more closely to like a the Fault in Our Stars, uh, ours <laughs> sort of thing. Yeah. I mean, this definitely, ret- to me, it's a bit of a, a sentimental return to form of the first episode we got mm-hmm. and maybe a couple of episodes in season one, but not the majority of the, the first mm-hmm. season. The majority of the first season had a lot of fun little episodes that, I mean, to me, this was a setup. This this episode was yeah. a setup to what we're to expect from season two. He's going to continue to maybe hit. I hope he continues with the hypnosis. I hope he continues yeah. to put himself under and maybe yeah. communicate with Hulk because we ended so, this episode with him that? following him in the desert as yeah. opposed to the deep. Hopefully, that's uh, hopefully uh, that happens. And but I I do know that we if it does happen we won't see it happening because oh. uh because I know that there's only a few times throughout the entire show that uh, oh that they meet? they actually meet each other oh. and the next time is in I think the season three premiere oh my god that's so frustrating yeah. well okay then then what I'm more excited about than anything is a, is a mm-hmm. true return to form of the majority of season two yeah. season one hope, but i just hope that he's, he's not like constantly saying that he has to like basically make the hulk not exist anymore at least yeah. and like maybe maybe he can say that he's trying to control the hulk, uh, hulk i guess and that, yeah he's uh, trying to work with him throughout maybe the season and not else. yeah yeah i think that will definitely be good and not uh, uh good because that it if they if 
after this episode, they just go back to him to act in the same way he acted about the Hulk in the first season. Yeah. That would, uh, that really would not feel right. It'd be a step backwards for sure. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, oh, um, as I always have, I have some trivia from the episode. Woo! Uh, so, uh, oh, from IMDb, we have uh, that apparently this was released in theaters as the Bride of the Incredible Hulk in Europe and some other uh, countries. Oh, wow. They treated it like Frankenstein. Yeah. That's amazing because the, the Frankenstein series is famous for having Frankenstein, Frankenstein 2, 3, and then the Bride of Frankenstein. And that being, yep. that's cool. I love that a lot. Oh, yeah. Love those parallels. And then, and Mariette uh, at Hartley uh, won an Emmy award for her performance as Dr. Carolyn in Fields uh, in this episode, which she definitely deserved that Emmy. Yes. No, she did great. There were some cheesy points where, like, how are you supposed to act like you're having a seizure during a hurricane while running around? Like, yeah, that's that's writing. That's a writing problem. They're like, OK, this is what you're doing. Deal with it. Definitely. And then she's like, OK, I'll do my best. Like, how would you even deal with that? But like, that's not her fault. She did the best she possibly could with that mm-hmm. script. Yeah, I agree. So uh, the date on the marriage certificate between uh, and David and Caroline uh, and reads September 22nd, 1978, which this is the date that this episode aired in the United States. Okay, good. I'm glad that it wasn't as pushed along. I thought for some reason they had gotten into like 79 or 80, but I'm glad this is still taking place yeah. in the 70s. So when David is thrown from the top of the stairs, uh, as the transformation music isn't played, and the uh, and in the commentary for this episode, it was apparently said that uh, that we didn't play the uh, the music for this Hulk out because based on the scene, you already know what's going to happen. <laughs> I would imagine it does get less and less. It's almost more fun to have you uh, surprised by simple changes yeah. like that to the formula. Definitely, yeah. And then some trivia from the Hulk wiki. Uh, so this uh, this episode contains the most screen time time featuring the hulk of any episode there's four hulk outs in total which is the same number as in the death in the family episode in addition to the dream sequence and flashbacks to the pilot episode oh and and the next thing is that um marionette uh, at hartley and loney a anderson and from of guilt models and murder have both said that uh, that bill bixby was their favorite actor to work with oh that's great yeah uh, especially Russ, in this day and age it's nice to hear an actor was nice to work with that you see from oh, long yeah. ago not another Definitely. friggin' john wayne scenario yeah <laughs> um so russ grieve uh, uh, plays dr maxwell but he's only credited as conservative man <laughs> he has such a small part it was like the back of his mm-hmm. shoulder was shown yeah <laughs> um this, uh, and this uh was uh as russ uh, uh Griff's, uh his final television role as he passed away two years after this episode aired yeah 
Um, so uh, rest in peace, uh, Ace Russ. Rest in peace, Russ. Um, so uh, all right. So the answer to the trivia question from earlier was the Culver Institute. So I was exactly on the money. That's what I said earlier, right? <laughs> oh yeah, that's Institute. right. Yeah, yeah, hell yeah, yeah. Culver Institute, piece of cake in uh, Boulder, Colorado. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, well, I'm I'm so ha- uh, happy to have ha- uh, uh, to finally get back to having uh, doing these '70s Hulk episodes with you, Keith. Uh, Eighth, I'm thankful Same. for you uh, taking the time out to come on. Uh, is there any final things you'd like to say before I end off this episode? I can't wait for episode two, and I'm glad to be back as well. All right, um, and. Just real quick, before I end off this episode, I just want to let everyone know that uh oh, that after this episode uh oh comes out, uh oh, I will be taking a couple week weeks break from doing uh doing the show. Oh, I'll still be doing some stuff behind the scenes, but uh uh, but uh I I will not be putting out episodes every week. So uh oh, uh, I want to just take a moment as well uh, to thank you guys all for uh, listening to the podcast. Uh, as this uh, like a week or so ago now, uh, I hit uh, hit five hundred listens to the podcast, which was really cool. So yeah, thank you everyone for listening. And uh, and if you like this gamma analysis, please give a five star review on either a- on Apple Podcasts or a five star rating on Spotify. I'd love to hear your thought on the episode, so please let me know. And if you'd like to listen to more from me, please subscribe. Many more Gamma analysis is from me coming, so keep on the lookout. This again is your host, Smash Trevia John, signing off.